Welcome back to the John Doe Radio Show. This is part two of uh, of our craziness that that we've ran into here today. Uh, had a had a slight hiccup where we kicked ourselves off there for a second, but this is better anyway because they'll have better access to be able to sit down and listen to the Chris Barkowitz interview, not have to go through the whole last hour and forty five minutes of me going off about my last two years, and which is interesting in itself, I think. <sighs> <laughs> Part two. Oh man! So it's not bad. We're doing we're doing fine. Um, for some reason, when I open up Chrome, it does that. It's just I don't know if the people can hear that. We're sitting here hanging out on the John Doe Radio Show. Thank you for joining us, AdamDunnShow.com. You can check us out Sundays from th- uh, two to five. We're here with Chris Barkowitz. Chris Barkowitz. Uh, we're going to get into his story and explain what has kind of gone on in his life over the past couple of years. One of the first uh, first people, if not the highest profile person here in Colorado, to go to prison at the beginning of the start of our industry. So what did kind of happened in Nine News, local news station, it was running a story, had started uh, – uh, Basically, they were. It was during Olympic sweeps week, where they were talking about uh, uh, weed and just trying to sensationalize and get as many ratings as they possibly could. So it's it's a normal station, you know. That's that's what they do. And had contacted Chris, or Chris had contacted them. We'll get into that here in a second. About doing a story about the dude growing next door, the guy next door. Like this is what's happening in your neighborhood. Down the street, next to your school, you know, stuff like that. It, it, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, just it, after you, they had kind of taken a middle of the road stance. We were so harsh on Nine News. I had blasted Nine News so bad. I had so many people calling them, complaining about the stories that they had done. Uh, ex- uh, Jace Larson, the other people there that had d- d- worked on stories. So many conversations in person with them, asking them about what had happened. What, you put my friend in jail. It, it, just from here to there. So you – why don't you go ahead and tell? Like what started it all? Um, like what's the story? So the Nine News came okay. to you and asked um, about, hey, we know you're growing. Or how did this all come about? Got a buddy, Chad Nance. Uh, Wrote for Skunk Magazine. Uh, met him through a mutual friend. Yeah. Good dude. Um, you know, uh, he was out here, you know, took some pictures for the garden, probably from stock footage. Yeah. And uh, living in South Carolina, I think. And he reaches out to me and says, hey, man, I got some local news guys. Um, they want to do a story. You know, feel them out. And if, uh, if it's something you want to, you know, do, you know, go ahead, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh I get their info, me and Jace Larson, not real name, uh, email back and forth. That's not his real name? No. Jace Larson? Is not his real name. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. I only found out. Common in uh, news reporters to use a a fake name. No, it's common. Well, yeah, I guess. I think just the industry. Rusty Fender with traffic. Yeah. (laughs) You know, not really generally that 
that's not too much the case. I don't think like it's it. If the person has a weird name, that's when it comes up. Like there was Definitely. this, there is uh, this chick I worked with, um, at uh, KRII up in the mountains before I started JDR. Uh, her name was Diana Regalado. So the last name was a little bit fucked up, which no, it's a great name, but it's a little bit messed up on the radio. You know, people remembering it. What I don't know. It was just something that was suggested to her, like, hey. Maybe we'll use a different name. I don't know if she uses the name still, but it was Deanna Ramon because she liked the Ramones. <laughs> so, but everybody else I've worked with, most of the people, um, I- as far as I know, have had this. They've used their same name, but that's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, um, so we email back and forth. Uh, this is, I want to say, late two thousand nine. Yeah. Um, that we're that we're emailing. You know, uh, Obama's uh, Attorney General Eric Holder comes out. And says, hey, we're not going after you in legal states, which is, I think, the first time anyone's ever heard that come from the federal government. And, you know, accordingly, Denver blows up, you know, went from, you know, the five underground church dispensaries and, you know, people's, you know, backyard to, holy shit, there's 300 stores, there's 500 stores, there's 1,000 stores, you know, it it blew up. And uh, so the angle that uh, Nine News wanted to do was, you know, no one cared about seeing it grow in a commercial area. They wanted to do a grow, see it grow in a residential neighborhood. And the original intent was, hey, it's okay. Your neighbor has a medical condition and he grows pot and, you know, crime don't, doesn't go up. You know, pro- yeah. property values don't go down. It's not a meth house. It's not breaking bad, you know, with the suits and, you know. So, uh Honestly, originally, all I was going to let them do was get stock footage of my grow. No <laughs> audio. Just yeah, I'll, I'll bring you over. You know, you can you can do you know take take your video and then use it and whatever. And a uh, little too high on the sour. Uh, At the time, you were smoking a sour. Sour D. Once it's verified, medical sour D. Med- medical, yes. Yes. So the medical cut of sour D. <laughs> so you were just like, hey, all right, fine. Kind of w- went with the flow, which I can't blame you. Here's the thing, and this is what I said at the time, and I said it the whole time, is everybody kind of wanted to do what the intention that you wanted to do. You wanted to make it seem like this was n- there was nothing wrong with what you were doing, which not make it seem like you wanted to explain to people, like, hey, look at this. There's nothing wrong with what I'm doing. It's not harming anybody. It's the future. There might there might need to be some things worked out with, with plant limits maybe at that time that people could have argued about or whatever because I can see how people don't want whole houses on streets becoming, you know, grow houses. How many like lights that. were you running? 20. How, how many plants? End. 150? Their their count was 119. They that tried. included cuts and stuff too, though. That was 224 was the official you know media. 224. The ball busting number. Yeah, and 105 were underrated. Yeah. So that was what 750 thousand dollars worth. Yeah. <laughs> who knows? Cool mill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You had said something in there though that um, well they had when they were talking to you you had mentioned something there about the amount of money that you you wanted to make or something like that and that that's. Part of what really pissed the DEA off was uh, was the amount of money they wanted. They were looking for a target. Target. Uh, what was the guy's name? Jeff Sweeney. Jeffrey Sweeten. Jeffrey Sweeney. Oh, the DEA. The DEA. The, the guy that led the DEA the, here. He was just like, oh yeah, fuck you. He yeah. saw he saw this 
report. He saw the preview on Nine News the same night I saw the preview. The same one I'm talking about. The sweeps, the the over the top, um, and it really didn't make it. I mean, it wasn't super sensationalized like it was Ooh. in other states. I mean, but it was big at the time. I remember it, was, it when for you. Happened. For you, I didn't I, know you at the time, but I remember the news story. I mean, for you, obviously, that's something that's. The, the, uh, I'm saying it wasn't sensationalized, but that's well, you're going to say wrong. Well, I think only because our our conversations, uh, kind of the way the footage now, again, in retrospect, I see it. But, oh, wait a second. It, it, what? You know, like I, my, my jaw literally dropped when I saw yeah. how it was spun. Exactly. And, 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 that and, that's, was, and that's probably where it's tightened because there was such a, you know, polar opposites of, hey, let's do a positive piece to – the jungle of pot in your neighbor, you know yeah. like, what? I mean, there's just so much that you probably talked about and was said and was discussed. That it's and it's hard to get that down into what like a five minute report. And if it was even that, I don't even know if. Well, and that's the thing is they were there for two days. They filmed about three hours each day. Wow. So, oh wow. So yeah, they had a lot of footage. And you know, again, I'm, I'm really here. they were there for two days. Yeah, they came. Wow. They came the first day. And then they're like, hey, we're going to come back do some more. So uh, you know and. I smoked all day, every day, and, you know, that's where the stock footage of me smoking a blunt, the kind of Tony Montana, you know, just adding. It's, <laughs> just, it's like these little things as I see it now and replay it and watch it on YouTube and just, like, not see it just from the living side, but able to take a, you know, a step back and sure. really see that broader picture. It's like, holy fuck, they worked me. What do you – a question that everyone asked me that I don't know the answer to is how did the feds find out – where you lived? Did they shake down the, the news? or? Well, here's the, let me say this first. The, the guy, the DE agent, he was watching at that point in time and saw the report. The uh, teasers, yeah. Called up his whatever, had a special meeting uh, that night, and then the next day they knocked. How did, how did they find out where you lived? Okay, so the teasers aired for three days. Um, and really it was my driver's license because of my name. They used my name. Uh, yeah, because that was a big was thing. Registered. That was a really big thing with Nine News that I went off on for for the longest time was like, how the hell did they find out where you lived? Did Nine News give up any information to them? All that shit. Yeah, here's the thing is they never talked to Nine News. That footage could have been five years old. Yeah. The DEA never. What if he just would have said your name is Chris? Uh, Chris. I I think I would have been fine (laughs) if they didn't say my last name. I mean, they might have actively opened a case and, you know, looked for me because their panties were in a bunch. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, I probably would have been safe. You know, and again, if if they even even if they showed me and had no audio, just the video like I originally intended, I'd still probably be safe. You know, who's that? Who's that bearded man? We want him, yeah. you know. Uh, so. So, yeah, I mean, but no, Nine News actually so, never gave me up, you know, which. Again, you know, that's... I that's went off on that for the longest time. I thought it was something that, that... Well, because they had done the story where they're like, there's groves in this neighborhood, you know, at 88th and Sheridan, at 92nd and, pay, you know, because they did that. So, I mean, it kind of does look like they're just giving out... Well, that was like after, wasn't right. it? That right. was even after your but shit. I, I blew a fit it. with that one, too, because they got a hold of a list of where a lot of groves were and put, like... This is an area that's in. Didn't give you the address, didn't give you the exact cross streets, but gave you the area it was in. And I'm like, what are you doing? Hey, are I, you stupid? My this buddy, is ridiculous. My buddy in Rhode Island just had to shut down his operation, his legal operation, because the media blasted him, published his uh, fucking address. Uh, wow. And, wow. And one other one uh, in, in tiny ass Rhode Island. So he. Uh, I mean, and, and my buddy had just had a fire. Uh, 
the electrical fire by no fault of his own um, a month before. Had the police there. Police saw his grow, Fine. saw his paperwork. Have a nice day, like it happens here. Yeah. Um, but this asshole in the paper wanted everyone to know. Because, you know, as, as, as we've learned here, for every one person that is excited about legal weed or medical marijuana, there's five butthurt people picking the scabs. Yeah. yeah it's, I mean, Fortunately, here in this state where everybody's – a lot of people are concentrated, you know, in Denver and the Springs and up north Fort Collins, uh, Boulder area. And it's pretty pro around those big areas. Like there's a lot of people um, – Congregated, a lot of people um, concentrated is what word I'm looking for in those big areas. It's the people on the east and the western slope that are really, really heavily against it, and it's quite a lot of people actually. If once you get outside, I don't think it's as much as it, as any as it used to be. I think people have you know started to get smart with what we're doing, have seen where the money can go, have seen that it's not going to cause huge problems, but then. Right now, specifically, where you have people that are pissed off and are frustrated about it, they're not necessarily care about the weed anymore. They care about the amount of people that are here and the problem with trying to find rentals, rentals or houses well, or whatever. No, but I would think the growth the, the, and the, traffic. Yeah, I think the growth is definitely probably seen as negative. But I think the the dollar amount now now your house just went up that much. Yay, weed. You know, uh, and that is true. And it, you do. There is a bump in uh, uh, real estate prices, everything else, uh, rent, all that good stuff. But it's a lot of people from out of state coming in and getting those things. Uh, it's a lot of brokers that are buying up the houses and buying places to rent. And it, you know what will happen eventually is that that bubble will pop and hopefully those people <laughs> like lose out because it just sucks because they're gouging everybody right now so uh, but i mean that's you know that's that's the nature of the beast i mean uh i mean commissary no it is <laughs> you know. and even if like two three other states which they have legalized but nobody's done it successfully like we have and that's the problem is that there's just nowhere else to go you know there really isn't and even if there is a couple other places to go here in the next five, ten years uh, that, that people have to, to, to get away from. I still don't think it's going to draw them away from Colorado as much as we would like. Colorado's a beautiful as much place. As we would like. Yeah. No, I hear you. And, and this is... <laughs> no offense. Offense. Like, when I was doing JDR before, I invited everybody and their mother to come here. I was like, come to the Freedom. Come get some. We love you. Thanks, Dick. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's my fault. Uh... So, I, but but it is. It's nice. I, if people can come here and they can have freedom and they can feel comfortable, that's great. The first time I ever walked into the High Times Cannabis Cup, uh, it, it, that big warehouse th thing that they have at, at the cup, I was like, the smoking section. I was like, this is another planet. This is another country. This is another situation, a place that I have never experienced before. And it was the most amazing goddamn feeling in the world. I wow. loved it. And if you can get that feeling by coming here. And I'll tell you what, it is different. When I was in Omaha, hell no. Nah. Yeah. Hell no, nah, man. Nah. Draconian. Whoa. Like, whoa. Which time? The, the last time or the recent <coughs> time? The first time or the recent time? Recent time. You just came from Omaha. I was just there, though. I had, like, visited to go get a place and then come back. Oh, okay. And then went back a week later. Was there. But, uh... Getting back to Chris's story here, uh, 
So the DEA comes and they find out where Chris lives. They come and knock on his door. Mm, no. No, no. Take, uh, take over, Chris. Yeah, they. Uh, all right. So it's uh, the morning of uh, February 12th, 2010. Uh, I had some uh, property go missing in my vehicle uh, from the night before. And uh, so I'm like, okay, I'm in panic mode. Thinking, you know, neighborhood, someone saw it, recognized maybe, and uh, liberated some things from my vehicle. So I'm like, okay, time to bump up the security, go get the, you know, and I and I counted on my block of 30 houses how many had security doors that were ornate and pretty. So because I didn't want to be the one guy in Highlands Steel Ranch, with, door. yeah, bars on the windows, yeah. you know, cameras mode, on every corner, yeah, razor wire. Uh, so I was like, okay, I gotta go spend some money I don't have. I'm gonna <laughs> gotta go upgrade, and because you know rippers are gonna come, you know, and that's the problem, you know, like your buddy. I mean, like, you know, smart for him to get out before it became an issue, before someone's health, you know, or whatever could you know be compromised. Stress. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, so, so that morning I had my buddy come over, who's my like uh, all-purpose handyman, and he was gonna help me with. You know, calling around and Home Depot and all that. And so we were going to leave and go to Home Depot, and I forget what we were going to get. But uh, so we back out of my driveway. We're starting down the street, and uh, this van kind of looks like it's going to do like a three-point turn in front of us. Kind of a shitty van for, for my neighborhood. And I'm like, and they're taking a while, you know. This is, this is maybe a span of 30 seconds, but, you know, it's going to take a while to describe it. So I'm like, what's this asshole doing? I'm like, get the fuck out of the way. And uh, all of a sudden... My buddy says to me, hey, man, I think you're getting raided as DEA's swarming behind us with the lights on, running out with guns drawn, you know, pointed at us and, uh, you know, shouting orders. So I'm I'm all high and I'm just like, I'm, I can't. I, yeah, I can't wrap around it. Like it's yeah. it was it's literally something from a TV show. You're like, and what year was this again? 2010. So this is 2010. And this is something else that, that people don't necessarily uh, realize that this is the. If you're not here in Colorado, you don't understand that this is the exact turning point of everything. I mean, we're we're sitting right in the middle of all of it. I mean, where people are becoming businesses and and things are going through and and, and Regulation, laws, regulations, regulations about pat, to drop. Regulations yeah. about to drop. Uh, nobody had been raided really. Nobody, at, at least as personally, uh, by the feds, the DEA, that was. Uh, that was broadcast that was uh, um as public as yours was i mean i really can't think of anybody around that certain time at that specific time personally that ended up on the news and a raid and it was just this huge big uh situation so it was a special circumstance and a really farked up uh set of events that led to it so yeah because i mean you know i had watched cali you know since day one and they're still. I mean, they're still getting raided out yeah. there. I mean, well, I mean specific, by the state. Yeah, specifically in Colorado. Well, yeah, about. yeah, but that's the thing is. So you know, as I'm watching, you know, this whole thing develop, I never saw anything out here. You know, Cali, yeah, and even you know, Michigan, yeah, but like, not Some here. Reason, yeah, we were like this, you know, void. Like, eh, we're not doing anything here, and which you know, uh, so it it was weird, you know, because I was staying current with the law. I was watching the five caregiver thing come and go and come again and go. You know, it's. You know, yeah, because I mean, I'm in the industry. Well, that know? was July 2009. And then it finally the the five care, the like as mentioned on the previous uh, part one where we started everything, uh, that the 
Denver's health department struck it down. Well, no, this is uh, that may have happened. That I think that happened before. And then they tried again. Ultimately, what changed it all was in July 2009. The health department had a huge meeting at uh, like the Tivoli Center, I think is where it was, because so many people were going to show up. This is like the last massive showing up to uh, a hearing that we've seen really here in Colorado. I mean, it's, it really did. It fell off right after that. I, it's crazy how much it fell off. Oh, weed's legal? Okay, well, I don't have to do anything now. Yeah, well, it was like we got dispensaries, and yeah. once dispensaries were going to be okay and pretty much through there, even though we had to fight so much more after that to still, keep them. Still currently. Legalization, everything. Yeah, currently, uh, I mean... It was crazy how many how many people just jumped off, but so many people showed up to that July ninth meeting. The health department was trying to limit everybody to five patients so that you couldn't have like these, you know, fifty, a thousand, however many uh, it took for some of these dispensaries to start up their shops on the corner or on uh, Broadway or whatever it was. You know, is all you had to do was have patients with paperwork. And what was it, like five plants for every patient? Six. Six, six plants for every patient. Uh, whatever medically Minimum, medicine. minimum. Min- yeah. yeah. The law said that. But then it, there was suggestions of, you know, like up to 99 plants, more than 99, stuff like that. So, and I know people that were. I never heard of a more than 99. Well, either way, I, I've okay. heard of people that. And that's really only federal, too. They don't want to recommend 100 because that's where mandatories yeah. kick in. 101. 100. Yeah, we always 100. Oh, well, Doc 99. You know. Yeah. 100's a five-year mandatory and 1,000's 10-year mandatory. Wow. Ridiculous. Try- you know, and what's encouraging, though, and what I'm excited about, you may not like Obama. People may not dig what he's done or the president he's been over uh, the last seven years, is it? Eight years? I think in November. Seven and a half. Anyway, seven and a half. And, but the one big thing that I've enjoyed – here for the past uh, however long it's been it seems like it's just been here the few past few months that he's really started to push it but first sitting president to visit a prison uh first uh president to go as far as he has about saying that we need to reform sentencing i mean if you think back bill clinton passed into law these crazy drug war uh, uh sentencing extensions guidelines, yeah. yeah guidelines and i mean he he bill clinton also apologized for this a couple weeks a week ago or something it was the climate that's what you did i mean and you're right you know yeah obama's changed that and he's, he's starting to change that he's doing you know like i think he's like 46 uh pardon 46 people last week but you know that's just that's the beginning i really feel people are like oh what about the you know Are you hearing what else he's talking about? Are you hearing that, you know, if you're a drug dealer on the corner and blah, 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 you deserve to pay a debt to society, but you don't deserve to pay 20, 30 your life for that debt for a nonviolent drug crime. It's such something I went into Bill Clinton there, (laughs) (laughs) like with my thumb finger. (laughs) Anyway, so it's encouraging. It's good to see. So uh, going back to, to you. DEA shows up to your house, and your friend's like, oh, shit. Yeah, so, uh, you know, they pull us out. Uh, Again, you know, when I watch the teasers, uh, and this is even currently thing, when I was watching the teasers, I'm like, oh, shit, something's going to (laughs) happen. You know, nothing good, but something's going to happen. And I truly felt 
with uh, Holder, and I think really everyone did. New York Times did an article. You know, the dispensary scene blew up. All these people were investing money and starting shops, and, you know, I think even though the feds are going to say different, I think truly that the common person believed that this was, you know, the new modus operandi. This is how it was going to roll. And so people took confidence in that, you know. And uh, I figured the state was going to come visit because, as you know, I've I've told Mike this, the day I was actually moving into that Highlands Ranch house on probation, being supervised by Denver out of Fort Collins, um, narcotics detectives and uniformed officers came to my Oh, so you were on probation? No, not when the feds came. Oh, okay. But okay. when I moved out of my house in DU in, in 2008. Oh, okay, okay. Um, the, the narcotics detectives, the uniformed officers came, and I ended up giving them a 20-minute tour of my grow room, explaining things like clones. Oh, I remember that. These yeah. aren't plants. Wow. You know, yeah, so... You know, the confidence of dealing with law enforcement, having the constitutional protection, you know, thinking what well, 10th Amendment works, whatever. But, you know, hey, look, this is not a thing We're we're now exempt. You know, you can't punish us mm. for what we're doing. Well, there was a certain point where so many people that they were getting sued and successfully being sued. Yeah, I think it was even before to that. I think it was. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, it was. I mean, Jason Love. He yeah, won. yeah, yeah. The uh, the do you remember? The couple up north that had got their kid taken away. James and Lisa Masters, my friends. Dude, yeah. and that is so, yeah, and I'm, I had met them a couple times. Great people. Uh, I think there's not a lot of people that really know their story anymore yeah. because it happened so long ago. But they had their kids taken away, sued the state or whoever and the, and yeah, the police County, department. Yeah. They don't think they've still been paid, have they? I don't know. No, they ended up having to move. Um, move back at, east, yeah. I know they moved, but I mean, it, they... I don't even know how much money it was, but it's a it's a it's a large amount of money. There was uh, plants counts that they were having to pay for. They weren't paying for these things. So at a certain point in time, the law enforcement just said, "Leave them, and we'll investigate and come back." Yeah, because I know when they took my uh, in two thousand and seven when they took my plants, thirteen plants. You know, they just took them and threw them in a locker, and they all died. You know, and. That's something that they should have been responsible for. And the law even, I think, says that they have to yeah. take reasonable care. And, yeah, until uh, uh, the judge rules. Yeah, and I mean, it's destruction of property. So I understand where you're coming from. And that's what I was trying to say earlier is that there's a lot of people that were probably trying to do what you were doing and wish that they could have done what uh, other people were doing and, and, and uh, um activists all over the country were doing and just educate people make people feel more confident about growing and using cannabis that's why i started the show was to make people feel more confident about their uh choice to use marijuana yeah. i mean it, it it was frustrating to the cool thing is i've seen far more happen than i in a shorter period of time than i thought would ever happen so truth, truth. anyway continue um well you know just to touch back real quick i think one of the biggest reasons why like you said, why they came was the money. You know, they had asked me a half dozen times, how much are you making? How much are you making? What does this produce? You know, and my first response was, you know, I don't care. As long as me and my patients have our medicine and the rent's paid, I, I don't know. I don't care. You know, which probably opens me up for uh, tax evasion, you know, mm-hmm. type of thing. Like, oh, you're just making money, huh? Yeah. You know. I so, think we've all, <laughs> yeah. we've all been a part of it. It's yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh, so eventually, you know, and again, but that's their fault. We would pay the taxes. 
uh, we wouldn't be crazy about it. We're not crazy about it right now. Yes. All right. Sorry. Um, But again, retrospect, you know, hindsight, I'm looking at it and. Now I see where they were trying to get that sound bite, mm. and uh, he, you know, uh, props to him, you know, for for outwitting the the stoner, uh, for being like, if all your lights were making, if, if you were maxed out and were producing as much as you could, you know, so that's where that four hundred thousand figure came up. I figured yeah. twenty lights, as many in bloom, forty eight hundred p, do the math, you know. So, all right, I'm realizing they, I'm. I talked way too long about myself earlier, so I do apologize for that because I still wanted to get the bike. There was a trip we had to talk to. And also one of my the biggest things why I wanted to bring you here and talk to you was because I haven't talked to you about your experience in prison too much. Oof. I haven't talked to you about uh, as much as I'd like here uh, since you've got out of prison. I mean, that's something that I, I, I intended to do was just reconnect with people. So... Anyway, we cut to the chase. You go through this this court case. Uh, we I've had found out your story. Invited you on John Doe Radio. Uh, you told your story here on JDR. Derek defended you, so you got to know that he's, he's defending. He usually doesn't defend something that isn't well worth it. So, uh, you know, it, it was great to to get to know you. And most shocking shiz in the world. And I think what connected uh, me and Derek to you at least me is that we were there when that phone call happened. We were there when you got that emergency uh, uh, call from your lawyer saying, Hey, we, we got a court date, you know? Yeah. We got a plea deal. You're not going to get 90 years. This is what they're offering. Yeah. So, and you had left and I thought we were going to get to probably see you again or talk to you again before you had gotten whisked away. Yeah. But bam, yeah, I mean, I was under the assumption too. I, I you didn't asked, even did you go into the court knowing that you were going to go to jail? No, prison. Not, according to my lawyer, no, no. You know, he's like, you're just it's a formality. You go in, you know, you got a couple more months before you're going to get locked up. And I think that's what you had kind of mentioned as yeah. you were. Well, typically, if you got more than ten years, you get remanded into custody. Yeah. Um, the level I was at was camp, so you're ten or less, and you usually. Most a lot, well, not most. A lot of people self surrender. Well, so you just you know show up. Hey, I'm here to start my prison. That's Blagoj- what happened to me in jail. But Blagojevich, hey, show up for prison. Yeah. You know? um, but yeah, no. I'm, so uh, I'm we, sitting in the courtroom, and uh, all of a sudden, the marshals come in, and they the only time they came before were there was when there was a a big crowd, you know, just in case. Yeah. And so it was you know just a couple people in the courtroom, and the marshals come in, and I just started sweating. I'm like, oh man, uh. I'm going to jail today. And it did. Yeah. You know. Wow. <laughs> 2010. How, how long was that after you getting uh, arrested? Um, let's see. February to October. October 19th. So seven months. Is that it? My math's bad. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. So, yeah. It was, uh, it was actually kind of fast for some federal cases. You know, I've watched other podcasts. No, it really was. Years. You I'm know. Drag out. And I'm like, wow, I'm uh, done. Not, I don't want to bring up the word lucky at all, and I just did, but I'm not – This is no, no, it's not even it, – it's you're fortunate, I should say, because you're not at all lucky in any way to end up in that situation to go to prison. And you, sh- you even if you deserve to be in trouble or whatever, it wasn't for the what they sentenced you. What was the sentence? Five years prison, eight years probation. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way it works out with good time – 
uh, drug program in Halfway House was 34 months. Yeah. That I was incarcerated. For. Still, it's just the felony, everything else. 34 the, months too long. Yeah, way too long. Way, way, way too long. Um, the eight years is what's killing me, though. No, I hear you. I mean, yeah. I'm glad it's five and eight instead of eight and five. <laughs> yeah. Is it a good time on probation? No. no. And, then, you know, that's the thing is I just recently asked my probation officer, you know, what's up, you know, with, you know, Obama trying to clear prisons and, and, and basically for, you know, the uh, at least initially it's a lot of the, you know, the crack cases and the people doing yeah. life for pot and, you know, you know, 30 years, 50 years, that yeah. type of stuff. If you've already done your time and you're on probation, you're like, <laughs> whatever. Right. Exactly. Know, that's kind of what. Yeah, exactly. Well, but here's the thing is I don't pay anything for probation. Oh, no? No, the feds, the feds is really different than the state. Everyone has, and I mean, even fed court is different, but the whole federal system is so different. Was it built into fines, though? No, because I got zero fines. I mean, I was facing six really? and a half million, zero and fines. I got a $100 surcharge for each case. That was it. I never paid for my jail time, and but my fines had built in oh, yeah. state fees for probation. And see, the feds work differently. I mean, they're on the federal budget. so Yeah, not comparing me to yeah. you no, at no, all. No, no. Not at all. Yeah, it's way different. So I, I, don't, I don't pay a monthly Federal fee. dollars go a long yeah. way. The only thing that I ever have had to pay, other than that $100 surcharge for my, each of my three counts, is my urinalysis. You know, yeah, because that's a private company that's paying for that, and they don't want to. They're not. I mean, they're not going to foot that bill. But I mean, it's five bucks. But still, you know, that's the only only five. Yeah, I had to pay fifteen again. State like three times a week at one point, dude, because they're so pissed off at me that I was allowed to smoke weed on probation. Oh, that's right, dude. Yeah, I was one of the only and the very first people that was allowed to smoke uh, probation, and still. At the time, the first felon that got ordered back their drugs. Wow. Like, quote, unquote, or Uh whatever, which nothing to be proud about. And like I said earlier, we talked way too much about me. (laughs) It was interesting at the time. It was interesting at the time. It was crazy being front page news in a few things and uh, and that. uh, But it was also at the same time a really proud moment in a way. But you hate to be proud about it because you... I've had to deal with so much shit, and since legalization even happened, dude, since I've talked to you guys with JDR and stuff, I got dropped from my car insurance because of the felony. I've had the same car insurance company since before I even got the felony, and then all of a sudden, we become this shining light, and some people are like, oh, shit, I got to back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This ain't going to work. <sighs> so, going back uh, to your story, Chris, you're sentenced to prison, so you're whisked off in the courtroom. You're probably surprised as hell. I mean, can, tell us your experience from there. What happened next? What was your feelings? What was... I can't even imagine, man. Um, I mean... Interrupt me from blah, blah, blah. In retrospect, I'm glad, you know, because uh, I spent five months in Jeff, Jefferson County, Jeffco uh, Jail, which is hell. It's one of the shittiest fucking jails I've ever been Jail in. is... It's it's so different. Like jail is. I hear jail is well. There was one of the people telling me is jail is worse than prison. You know, and I was actually just talking about it yesterday. In a way, knowing that I'm coming on here today, the five months I did in Jeffco left more of a scar, I think, than the two plus years in federal prison. Just because of the level of control, you know. And and it's funny because when I the the few times that I have been in jail overnight or a weekend or the the couple months the one time, you hear people like, "Man, I can't wait to go to prison," and I'm thinking. Exactly. That is such a weird statement. But when you're actually in queue and yeah. you go through it, it makes 100% wow. sense. Because, I mean, 
Is it the in and out? Like all the young kids coming in? Is trying that, to... that definitely hurts seeing so is much they don't turnover. Spend shiz. You yeah. don't like there's nothing. There's no programs there necessarily. I mean, uh, I, I volunteered at Jeffco to be a GED tutor mm. just to get off the unit like twice a week. Wow. You know, for, for two hours. I'm surprised they even had that. Uh, I know at the county jail where I stayed, which I not only just from staying there, I worked as a news reporter in this town for, for a while. And I mean, there's just absolutely uh, nothing in these county jails. The library is nothing but these crazy romantic, you know, novels and yeah. stupid books. Donated that, books, yeah. Just dumb shit that they go through and they don't even let you have the cool stuff. Tom Clancy. Fucking horrible, <laughs> dude. Not that Tom Clancy's horrible, but. No, and, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean. But then, and then, like, you go to. I would go. What I saw when I would go to the gym is a closet full of weights and balls and all kinds of other stuff and never used. It looked like they were all flat. It was just nothing, nothing, nothing there allowed for you to do. And it was the the food I hear is worse there than it is in prison. So it's just it's just a weird difference. And it's because probably money doesn't want to be spent and assholes running the program, too. Yeah, I mean, it, again, I think the jail, I mean, most of the jails around here, or the county jails, have contracts with the federal government to do fed holds. So, you know, it could be yeah. Douglas County, it could be Denver, it could be Jeffco. You're lucky if you get uh, Gilpin County because you get all the leftover uh, casino food. You know? Really? Oh, yeah. Dude. Uh, so, but That's uh, the way to work. Yeah, JDR so, helpful tip. Yeah. <laughs> get arrested out there. Yeah. It's, and it's really a crapshoot. JDR tip is not get arrested. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, because I was at the federal detention center when I was first uh, first picked up on the case. Yeah. And that's even, I mean, I know the, the words sound weird to say, but that's actually better than Jeffco. Because, and I know it might sound petty, but commissary is cheaper. You no, get, that's you, not petty. You get more visiting time. Um, phone calls are cheaper. You could get books, magazines, and newspapers mailed to you. Something with substance other than, you know, Harlequin romance novels. What know? is... And what's the deal with... This should be investigated and be illegal is the amount of money that's charged for phone calls. And it's not necessarily going to the state. It's going to, like, private companies. Oh, yeah. 500, 500 million for... Yeah, I mean, but... Dude, it's crazy how expensive it is to make phone calls. Crazy, or at least from the county jail, where well, I've heard of people going. County jails where I've heard of people going to. It's nuts. Well, again, it's it's that whole captive audience, you know. Man, eighty five cents for a ramen soup. Go to, go to the feds. It's you know twenty five cents. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 there's there's just huge differences. But again, it's the whole system needs a reboot and and, yeah. and to look at it. And again, just like politics, we got to take the money out of politics, kind of thing. You got to take the money out of the prisons. You know, the yeah. 95, 100% occupancy rate, the phone calls that are you the know, first, a buck a minute. Like, the only thing, way it's going to happen, I think, is if we knock the legs out of the drug war, which I think Obama is making a slight march towards. It's kind of what we were talking about here a little while ago. I think that it's it's something that could be set into motion, and the only way it's going to happen probably is 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 that and then the drug war and to, to quit. Because that then money will stop going to it, and it'll slow. Like, we have to... F- I think it's the only way we can reverse the pendulum. Uh, but and just so real quick, go ahead. Just, is it the drug war or the war on on, on cannabis and marijuana? Because I, it's I a drug it's war. A, I, know, I know it's a it's a t- touchy subject. You know, Portugal should all drugs be legalized or because 
and we can argue that we yeah. can we can we can go into that in in another time. But I think that there needs yeah. to be a situation where people can medically research these things because who knows what ecstasy or MDMA, pure MDMA, can and, do with and people? Maps Mushrooms. Is. And maps is maps is is a great organization uh, that uh, researches the psychological or uh, psychedelic studies. Mm. organization which uh actually i think is getting quite a bit of money right now to do um some trials in other countries but getting back to you man so you spend five five months in in prison or in jail and it's a horrible freaking time i mean is there anything specific is there anything crazy that you i mean you just hated that was ridiculous <laughs> the whole thing <laughs> uh, i mean you know it's really hard to break break down you know because again you know, There's my, nothing that sticks out that was like, hey, I got poked in the butt. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Fortunately, I'm sorry. Too, too, too big of a guy. Look at Pike's over there like, is he going to punch him? <laughs> wow, that went dark fast. <laughs> hey, I told you. How man. long have you been waiting to ask that question? That's my, that's my. <laughs> Anyway, when did you walk in? Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The first yeah. interview? Um, Yikes. No, you know, you know, I mean, I could tell you about, a lot about my experiences, the things that I saw. The things that need reform, the things yeah. that are good, um, it's it is human warehousing. You know, it's like I just I look at it from what I hope is a logical point is like, why did why did the government spend thirty thousand a year to feed me shit food and keep me yeah. in a place when I could have been out contributing to society? You know what I'm saying? It's like, it, you know, kind of to touch on the whole five caregiver thing, just real quick and tie yeah. them together. It's like, why would you not want my house with 15 patients and myself in one location that you can actually, and I would be willing to let you come in and yeah. check on versus having five locations with five max. You know, you have more to protect and take care of and monitor mm. and have potential negative situations develop. Yeah. But that's what they're afraid of. And that's what they don't want is that they're but, afraid of the numbers. They're well, afraid of, 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 of how powerful that type of situation can get. And it we're proof right now where we are. I mean, that's that is the reason why everything is the way that it is right now is because that five caregiver limit was not limited uh, or five patient limit uh, was not put into place. Well, I think also not having the foresight to see that there is going to be an industry with it. And maybe we should write some rules for it You well, know, because Warren Warren co helped co-author the he uh, was advised on it. OK, uh, on the initial uh, medical. Yeah, the yeah. original. Yeah. So, I mean. I like the language, you know, and I think states, as, as we progress through this, are learning. They're learning from us. They're learning from other states. And they're buckling way down and making the laws suck for everyone because they're seeing how much fun we're having here. Mm -hmm. yeah. Plus, I don't, I, I don't know. I, that's true 100%. I agree. But at the same time, I think other states are not as – we have a special climate here. The, if you think back to the, the rallies, the, the Ken Gorman rallies, uh, the, yeah. all this stuff on the Capitol steps, those grassroots – movements here and it plays into the, the what i was saying earlier the concentration of people in certain areas we're not like a california where there's everybody up here and there's everybody here and there's a, so many people to try and get agree it's all pretty connected here and mason divert uh just weaved everything interweaved every single thing that he could and put everything together and led us to that part put the put that grassroots organization uh 
one step ahead that it needed to be. Yeah. And we and that that's also probably that's really the main reason why we're here where we are today, because every time the state has tried to kick back against us, we've had that grassroots movement to fall back on, you know, that originally got this legalized such strong activists. I see it as kind of weak, though. You know, I, um, obviously, obviously, you know, I've met a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, I've met so many people and I'm so grateful, you know, like, yeah, there was no good experience about prison, but there really is, I think, kind of on the backside. You know, was it good to have to, yeah, use the deflated basketball? No. You know, was it good to eat shit food all the time? No. But I think today as I sit here, there's so much good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't know this guy. I wouldn't know this guy. I already knew you. <laughs> but I wouldn't have known you without the case. You know, so so much. But what I see from the, the current, you know, cannabis community is there there has been that fall off. There, there is it's a kind of like, ah, whatever, you know, it'll work itself out, you know. But see, here's the thing: is I think it's a advanced. There's 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 an advanced mature view here in Colorado that got to a certain point where people went to the business side of things and people mm-hmm. stayed in the activist side of things, and then we went through huge breakups of you know period of time where people uh, split off into different uh, um, factions and cliques and the dispensaries. I mean, the amount of dispensaries that have been. Uh, you know, conglomerated and bought up and switched names. And, and we've had so many people come into this industry and it's just, it's, it's a difficult thing. It was a difficult thing to, to keep going. Um, I wished it would have traveled to another state and picked up a little bit more steam than it did. We're talking about activism, grassroots, uh, the cannabis movement. People are jaded here. You know, if you're plugged into the game, me and Bike were talking about earlier that, you know, there's probably like 85% of people that smoke weed or involved with weed that don't give a shit about caring about learning anything mm-hmm. about high quality shit about. We were calling them custies. Oh. I did think of that under the bridge. <laughs> I wasn't going to necessarily tell everybody that, but that's well, cool. Let's just be it transparent. Is. It's all good. It is. And, it, and in it's a, in the, re- the cutest way we meant that. And it's the reason why. There are, there's a re- and it's the reason why there are certain organizations that are strong, and then that that uh, groups that are quote unquote businesses now or promotional groups, um, you know, you could call say like Dab Stars is is, is a group that's just absolutely exploded in the Twitter generation. Mm. Uh, uh, they own Instagram. Rig Ratchets. Guys. You know, are huge, hugely popular. What is a rig ratchet? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is. You don't know what that is? <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. You don't know what a rig ratchet no, is? No, I like it's catchy. I know I think I know what a ratchet is, but I don't know. Oh dude, you okay. know then you then put two and two together. This uh well, well, rig. Well. Rig, not wig. R I G Rig. Gotcha. Okay. Rig. I've I've deduced what you were getting so at. like on twitter man you see the naked chicks on twitter that are like sucking on bongs and sucking oh, on rigs and that's being exactly why i don't go on twitter i don't really ever ever again at ganja girls um, at ganja girls <laughs> <laughs> but let, or let like art manifest itself in instagram is probably the, what it really is uh but you know and you have groups that are that are just popular and huge and people for and i'm not saying it's wrong necessarily it's just it's what it's morphed into. It's how it is. Well, it's it, just it, it's with everything. It's like sex cells, uh, action cells, uh, all that that, that fair, type of thing. The girls are starting to come too. You go to the cannabis cup nowadays. It's what thirty percent women. It's just popular. Fest. Yeah, it would have never have existed. 
And those aren't necessary. And they're not all re wretches. <laughs> right. Of don't course get not. me wrong. Yeah, no. I mean, some of them are 420 nurses. <laughs> Whoa, I wasn't going to go there. Zing. There's a little overlap there. That group's not necessarily popular. You know, but there's a, there's a hippie. There's a huge. Like, hippies are big now. Hippies Ooh. and the business. new age hippies Easy are starting big. to come together. Easy with that, killer. No, I'll just play. In, in, the, in a good way, you know? I, li- I like, Tim, I like Tim's seeing. He's a hippie now. Oh, because because he, he's listened to three dead songs. Three dead. Songs. He's got a little facial here. He's a beard now, so he's uh, a baby. I listened to the whole. I listened to two, the last two nights of the dead. All right, the whole sets with this guy. Very good. Virtually, it virtually, in the same room. Yeah, no, for yeah. sure, for sure. <laughs> virtually, with anyone else who was listening. Oh, you you weren't you weren't out here. Were you here in Colorado? I was here in Colorado. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I thought you were on the lot with uh, with Cam. No, no, I was not. We gotta get. I tried to get Kim on today's show too to talk about glass. Which in the future, I'll, I'll talk less about myself. And <laughs> promise that was just right. crazy. Mm-hmm. I look back at it and I'm like, God, dude. And it was just all over the place. It's the first show, and it wasn't horrible. I don't think. No. Next time we'll have some glass <laughs> on. Well, you know, it, it, dude. We're I, gonna I'm develop. St- I'm stoked because I never knew about JDR before. You know, you reached out to me. Yeah. You know. Bikes known about it. You guys have known about it. Like I was in my little closet, man, mm-hmm. with with you know, with my twenty lights, with my sour diesel <laughs> and my bubble hash. I'm telling you, dude. When I saw though the nine news story on you, and I saw the plants in your house, your plants looked really good. Like I gotta say, dude, it, you, this dude is probably pre- uh, I. He's a good grower. I wish Mike could see the close up of him. Is it <laughs> most of the pictures that you have of weed? Are those pictures of your? Is that your weed? Because like. He, I contact, don't have any pictures. Contact Nine News. Probation. I should have some stock <laughs> footage for you. <laughs> anyway. Anyone knows those are his friends' pictures. Friends' yes. pictures. Yes. But I'm talking uh, before, pre. You know what's funny is like I wasn't wrapped up in or linked up in the forum community. You know, I see Mag and Overgrown and all these things where people were training stuff and whatever. I got chance encounter. I get laced up with some some good stuff. But back then, we weren't thinking like, oh, I better take pictures and show my grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe maybe uh. forum guys were. But I think, you know, the general public, like, we're just growing weed. We put it in a backpack. We sell it. Oh, it was for sure something you didn't want to put out there. Well, yeah, because the whole the whole mindset was like, eh. I mean, before even medical, I mean, you you know, keep your mouth shut. But we st- and, and we stumbled into that, and we learned lessons of when, when it was okay to not not be a little bit open about it and uh, and kind of shut down. But now that's what basically Instagram is, I think, right, is, is ah, weed pics. Pretty much. It's crazy. My Instagram is. <laughs> so, damn, what was I? I was, uh, I forgot what I was going to go. Nine News plants. Oh, yeah. They, they were. Thank you. Thank they you. were they were beautiful. And I was just, I was pretty, I was happy and stoked and motivated to see the amount that you did have and the way they made it look. Because you had, like, I don't know how big the room were, but uh, the way they made it look, Homes you know. big down the ranch. Yeah, we do it. We do it big. And so, I mean, it just looked, it looked like a nice grow. You know, it was like dope, and it's probably what drew the attention of the vets. It's like, oh shit, check this out. He's got big lights. I know. So that that was cool. So I mean, it, how many meth labs had to drive by to get to your grow? Uh, uh, and again, yeah. I, mean, I heard you guys talking about a low lying fruit. You know, that's the yeah. sad. You know, the forfeiture laws. I mean, yeah. What do you get when you raid a meth house? Oh, 
a torn apart washer, and I mean, you know, uh, like, what are you getting? Nothing. Broken you know, bullet wounds yeah, to I mean, the leg. And bullet wounds, yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so. So, you, when you got busted, where I was going, I forgot before. See, I, I'm getting. Woo! You're I'm getting still a little bit better. I'm getting a little bit better with uh, bringing it back around. Before, on previous JDR volumes, I would have been like, I never brought anything back. Um, but the period of time that you got busted in was fortunate. Uh, at that time, because it was kind of at a certain point where and where you what made me think of this was when you mentioned how fast the case had kind of come to a close and how fast it had happened and wrapped up is because I think it started to flip so quickly that if they would have dragged it out any longer mm-hmm. that you could have possibly walked, walked or <laughs> gotten less or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it was something that was in their mind. And this is one thing that we thought of, too, at the time and we talked about on the show back then. It makes sense. Well, and it's crazy, too, you know, again, going through it's like I was facing 90 years. I get the call at your house and and we've tried. We tried through motions. We, you know, we asked them just, hey, let yeah. it go. And yeah, there was no they had sunk their teeth. And then all of a sudden, yeah, we'll give them five, five and five. They felt like you embarrassed them and they weren't letting you have that. Man. Right. That, there was never a, a scenario. Even Look if what it I'm doing. 20 no years. big deal. Yeah. It, it, it's the against case, the law. It's no big deal. Look. 20 years it could have dragged out, and I was still going to get it, you know. Sure. Um, But, yeah, so it's just surprising, though, that, you know. And I truly felt the whole time, and again, retrospect, that this was all coming from Washington. Like, yeah, I might have had uh, assistant U.S. attorney prosecuting my case, and, you know, they brought out the heavy hitters for it. But this is being directed from Washington. Well, they relocated Sweeney, the head DA agent we talked about earlier. Yeah, (laughs) They relocated his ass to a training position. I mean, he, he... well, it's didn't Quantico. necessarily lose his job, or they call it a promotion, but I mean, it's spin. It's a little spin, uh, and it was pretty obvious uh, that he was sent away yeah. because a little overzealous in a state that didn't uh, wasn't going to accept it. You know what I'm saying? Because there was a certain point, and still to this day, the feds come in and try and shut shit down. It's going to be a mess for them. It is going to be absolutely one of the hardest states that they could go to to reverse everything, not only just because of where we were, even if you could go back to, you know, your your time frame and uh, f- five years ago, they they're going to cause such an uproar and such a problem that it could set the domino effect of everything else into line. If if this runs itself into court cases and then we either get shut down and have to go to appeals, nothing's shutting down here in Colorado. It's it's I, in my opinion it would have been a mistake for them to do it because it would have pushed everything else forward federally. It could have helped. Bag. Could have been a catalyst, you know, for them to do it. And that's why I think partly they've kind of stayed hands off here in uh, in Colorado. But it also could be because of personnel. You know, the DEA has probably so many different offices in California with people heading it up. But then it goes back to what you just said. Who's directing it? Washington. If they really wanted it to stop in certain places everywhere, then they would do it. So, but you've done good since you got out, man. What do you, what have you been up to? Working, painting houses, you know, yeah. just uh, regular Joe again, you know. Yeah. I sell roofs, so. Yeah. It's a proud business, man. I walk roofs. We improve I'm people's. Living abode. Yeah, in fact, I <laughs> threw you a custody. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. I still gotta. Yeah, have you, have you, I forgot about that. I haven't. I haven't gotten oh, back with her. Oh man. <laughs> Follow through. Nothing, nothing's changed. Oh, Tim, Tim, Tim. Oh, this is ridiculous. Are you drunk, Tim? <laughs> no, not at all. Where's his Where's his box of t-shirts? Right, right. 
That's crazy, man. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, just you know, just living life, doing things, and um, you know, just watching it all unfold because it's still, it's still going forward. You know, it's it's just so crazy. We are at the end of the at least cannabis drug war. Yeah, and there's Hopefully. so many. Ah, we're there. I mean, like, I just worried I was, about the next president that gets into office. As you would, say, as you say that, I know raids you know, are being happening right now. The people we know in California a couple yeah. days ago. It just worries yeah. me that you we get a different administration and we have to go through that fight. I don't want to I'm not saying that we can't win it. I just don't want to have to go through that because we've seen a situation here in Colorado where people have had to shut down their shops uh, in counties because they've been voted out after the business. I mean, there's not a lot, I can't remember any business being shut down after they've been open just because hey, we're going to vote you out. Well, you know, to kind of touch on it, it there's uh, people saying that, you know, we want to regulate it like alcohol, like they're looking at allowing bars to let people uh, smoke or whatever and things. You know, but in a weird way, it kind of is like alcohol because, again, with the whole community, it's like, I don't care. I go to the store. I get my beasters, and I'm happy. It's starting to be like that. Yeah. You know? That's kind of the norm here now. I mean, it's pretty crazy. I mean, you don't really hear people flipping out about weed anymore here too much. I mean, the news stories have kind of slowed down. The last big thing that we heard, which I was pissing and moaning about it earlier. VIP? Is the, uh, no, 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 not that. That uh, I'm talking about the PTSD oh, yeah. hearings yeah, that we yeah, have. that was rough. Which is ridiculous because you have, as I was telling Mike as we were coming over there, you have soldiers that are sitting here telling you, hey, you know, I may not be a scientist, but this helps me not want to kill myself and be uh, miserable constantly all the time. What the hell is wrong with a group of people that can't see that, that mm-hmm. you know will defend soldiers in any other way, any other sense, any other matter, except for building a hospital here in Colorado correctly for less than a billion dollars, and weed. So what is the problem uh, with our health department? And the head health official is saying, hey, we want you to put this through. We want this to be something that we... Re- we want. He recommended it. PTSD. Well, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't the VA say, "Go ahead"? I think the VA said, I think the VA said "Go said ahead hands off. and uh, medicate if you're in a medical state." Yeah. So, and and specifically with got, P- you, in regards to PTSD, you have the left hand fighting the right hand. And here's something that with, one of the, uh, the, the the eyes are blindfolded. It can't really see what's going on. One of the uh, health officials even said that voted against it. That said, it's not that I. You said, of course. I'm not against it. That It's that, and not that I think that it's going to be added in the future. It's just that right now, the evidence that we have doesn't, it, it doesn't qualify. Which, that mindset, number one, is just absolutely ridiculous. Willful so you're confident ignorance. in the future that it's going to be taken care of. You just need it on paperwork. You don't need an uh, uh, injured vet, a vet that has a mental illness, 22 vets a day killing themselves. You can't... You can't give that person something that you know they're probably going to get in the future. And it's not like they can't get it. It's just expensive recreationally. Well, Twice as expensive in a lot of situations, right? No. The price is going way down. Is it? Yeah. You I don't get, shop it. You can get ounces of wax for 350 ounces of weed for 75 bucks. On the rec really? side? Uh, yes. What? On the, on the small scale, though, I can get a quarter. I know you're getting... I know you can get ounces this of... This is rec, for sure. I know you're getting... I know I... I know medical, you can get ounces for a good trim run, $700 in a lot of places, $800 in a lot prices of places. Prices the black market can't compete with are starting to appear. Wow. You know, It'll be an interesting rest of the year. What, what I'm curious is why someone didn't make the, the, this parallel is 
the guy that said, hey, we don't have the evidence in front of us. Well, let's look at all the other prescription drugs that get signed off on and then... Well, they're paid not to look at those. Uh, yeah. That's one of the things I... I oh, so we just need to drop see, some envelopes. Those are, uh, they refuse to look at any. the fact that marijuana is one of the most studied plant substances on the planet. I mean, there's thousands. Thousand... I don't know. I, but, I don't know the exact number, so Chris, I don't want to spit out something Chris stupid. said it on the head, though. The cannabis industry, as much as they don't want to maybe do it, needs to get on that yellow envelope tip because the same thing happened when uh, online poker went away. All these people made million, millions of dollars on the Internet. It's Internet gambling, horse gambling. Everything's legal, but all of a sudden, poker wasn't paying their dues, and all of a sudden, the whole plug gets ripped. And I say the same thing. The VA, you know, they're making... You know, how much in subsidies, probably, I don't want to sound like a Monsanto hippie, you know, going against something I don't know, understand. But I have to imagine that cannabis knocks out a lot of the prescription drugs that those guys are For being sure. signed off. I know my friend, one of my best friends back home is retired ranger, and he was on a lot of stuff. If when you I have quality him. access to it, though. And after he got a hold of some illegal medicine that he could have gone to prison for, lost his VA benefits for, it helped him a lot. What's, what did the little kids say? I'd rather be illegally healed than legally dead. Exactly. Yeah, it's, you know? that's yeah, a good one. And, and, I mean, I think what's crazy is, you know, you're talking about the next presidency and all that, but I keep seeing these videos and these posts on, you know, on Facebook where, you know, these, these congressmen are ripping, you know, NIH and, and, and the DEA, you know, and, 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 yeah. and all that. So I don't th- – I. It's comfortable for them to do it now. It's, yeah. They're they're more comfortable Ron, to be able to do with that. Rand Paul coming in what, two you know, weeks ago. Jared Paul, is yeah, but he's again. See this friend. shitty thing with Rand Paul is he doesn't agree with legalization, but he went and asked for money, one, asked for money from it. from it. That was the most ridiculous bullshit him, thing I have seen. Well, not really, but right, it pissed me off. But, but even uh, him putting his face on it, even though it's a money grab, it's no, still, just the way that he feels about step. it before. So, but here, never in any presidential election, just real quick, never in any yeah, presidential yeah, election yeah. has weed. Being a positive thing, yes. ever been a topic? Yes, like it, it, it kind of was during the last election. I did not bit. inhale. <laughs> well, that's eh, not the, the first know. first uh, reference I remember. I True, have but that. I, uh, but I, I have that soundbite somewhere. I think to in, in, you know compare. I did not inhale to you know, like hey, we're grabbing money or a Christmas yeah. going like, from Reagan. Oh yeah, this the is most by, dangerous drug. This is the first time for sure that they that it's been an official. But see, here's the thing: Gary Johnson before mm, was ran Gary. for president, libertarian. So they can't, they don't give him enough credit. Yeah, well, that's Gary's what pisses awesome. me off. And there's like so, three Obama sound bites where I'm not gonna go after people, but it's like cloudy video, like mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, anything else, man? I mean, I, I know it's. I can bore you for days, so don't don't feel. <laughs> you know no, I know, I know, I know, I know. I just wanted to. I, I know. I wanted to. Cool I wanted to projects re- with uh, foil wrappers. Uh, yeah, just I kind of wanted to see. Maybe we'll get you back in here, but the the experience that you had in prison. Just, t- I mean, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit more personally about things, but I know that's hard. It's hard to get into some things, and it's hard to like pick out any given situation that was just well ridiculous. I mean, you didn't have to worry about fights or anything bullshit like that, did you? No, not at the level. Again, I was what used to be known. Where as were club, you at? Club fed. Uh, I started here in Inglewood, and then went to uh, Leavenworth, Kansas, which you know has that. Ooh, yeah, you know, dude. Rap, but uh, it's. They have different prisons. They did used to have a, a United States Penitentiary, a USP, which is the heaviest level, except for uh, the, that was uh, Leavenworth. The Leavenworth people know. Oh yeah, and it's one of the oldest prisons, federal prisons. But uh, wasn't there a big stone wall? Oh dude, that place is huge. When I first rolled up to it, yeah, from, from being at Inglewood with no fences, 
and I saw the big house, not the camp, because it was kind of like hidden in the shadows. I was like, oh, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> what did I come to? Um, but I'll, I will highlight one thing, um, and, and no, it's not nut grabbing, but <laughs> you were asking about you know you know some positives and what happened and experiences, and I wanted to tie it into we don't always know how huge of an impact is, but you honestly uh, sent me a hundred and forty dollars, which I did. I, you well, <laughs> no, model, that was before that. No, no that was before that. the drinking. But but no, there is some things that are cloudy. Even before so that. you know, I, I got a I got a lot of cards and letters and things like that when I was locked up. Never really yeah. any money, and I didn't expect it. And you know, I mean, obviously, yeah, I'd accept it, but I, you know, I wasn't soliciting. Oh, there's that hundred forty dollars you lost. Yeah, <laughs> remember that one time with the fireballs? No, so and I just lost my money. That's but, funny. But honestly, bro, you made a huge impact, and I don't know if you I know how big of an impact because a hundred dollars of that was immediately turned around, sent out to my people, and I got some plans for uh, an aquaponics system. Nice. And so that's kind of where my new focus is, you know. Uh, it, and so you were. Wish we the, so you I wish we could have grown when you were in prison. Wish you done we actually in Leavenworth we had an, uh, a multi-acre organic farm, and I was Sick. actually yeah. Awesome. I, and I mean, g- government prison organic farm doesn't sound like words that go together, right. but it truly was. I mean, they had their own uh, vermicomposting place, and you know. Uh, Man, it was it was it was crazy. So, but I, I got to thank you, bro. You know, and I I, I hey. thanked you in the phone, but I want to thank you in person. Ah. Huge, you've, huge. You've, you've thanked me before, we, we, but I appreciate that. I appreciate you saying that. I think uh, I haven't really seen you since you've been back in. We uh, like five minutes here or there, like hey, bro, hey, okay. a few spots. Yeah, I remember Let's when I first named them. I first I remember <laughs> when I first saw you right after you you got out. So that and that was a good time. That was a, that was a surprising moment. So. Yeah. But yeah, it's good to have you in here. And like I said, you're one of the first people I wanted to have in here. Appreciate I think. Uh, it. Appreciate it. Yeah, that's awesome. I have. Uh, I have probably multiple more questions, but we're running down here. I think we've already been on for three hours now. Woo! Uh, I, next week, I think what I'm going to do, I think I'm going to make the show about. It's going to be about bike. <laughs> uh, are you going to structure on like actual questions or just free flow always? Uh, no, I I prepare sometimes. A little bit of both. I prepare sometimes. I had a. Li- <laughs> Had I had a rundown that kind of I guess went to shit. Disappeared. I didn't hook up this computer to the internet, and I didn't want to mess up whatever. So this was a good practice run through, mm-hmm. and yep. it will honestly, it, the show's going to be structured a little bit differently than it was before. So I mean, it's going to be it's going to have bits. We're going to have characters. We're going to have uh, other stuff on it. So that's cool. why you know Josh is going to be involved with us. He's going to help us. Uh, you know. Uh, map out scripts so eventually yeah we'll have some cool stuff like that so you have to come back and talk aquaponics sometime too that's I'm, I'm a, down, that bro. is the the next thing man bro it it's 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 definitely legit yeah you know? no, i love i love learning all about it aquaponics nice Great. and i don't know if you can grow weed with that stuff but uh oh, i hear tell you can oh lord <laughs> <laughs> aquaponics nice so i mean yeah anything that you that, that you want to leave us with keep pushing forward brother Nice, thank you, man. You too. I will. So, did you hear me there a second ago? I think we were make we should make next week's show about bike. Oh yeah, I won't be here next week. I actually gotta go. What the hell are you doing? You're already bailing. Photo shoot. Hell yeah. Photo shoot. Mm-hmm. Bala. Yeah. I'm a photographer. His album drops. Oh, okay. A photo shoot. You're already ba- You're already taking a day off from the show. No, I'll be here. I know this was horribly boring today for you. 
It was. It was horrible. Um, <laughs> Tim, Tim, me, 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 me. No, I'm kidding. It was great. No, it kind of. It I went no, on no, a lot we longer to do than that. So, and no, I we didn't even go as deep as we should have, but we, we did. No, and there was still. I mean, this weekend, I uh, I want to get into this a little bit. I mean, this weekend, I took a trip, uh, launched myself in outer space with some LSD. Whoa. And. It was something that was Allegedly. suggested, you know, by a good friend here that, you know, thought it was maybe something that, that was good and has seen me go through my bad times, knew that it was probably not something, you know, that could, that's, you know, horrible for you. You know, he's not handing me a bunch of a handful of pills or Vicodin or something, but I, uh, I, I don't think I was really prepared right off the bat for how intense the experience was going to be. I don't think I've ever tripped like that before. I used to grow shrooms. Um, I've tripped a couple nights in a row at uh, the tool concert but i don't th- i don't i don't know what it was You'd always been uh, under un- in other influences as well though yeah psychedelics and alcohol really. and pills don't tend to play well with no. each other nothing but like a that was even trip. before the t- i saw tool concert twice at red rocks even before i uh okay well you're in the best state of mind now than when i've ever met you i can't imagine you being in this good a state of mind at a younger age yeah, pro- yeah. You, I mean, you're probably right. You're right, 100. I mean, it it was a crazy, involved experience. I mean, there for sure had to freak out a few times. It was probably the most terrified I've ever been in between some of you know the most <laughs> awesome that. moments That's that there awesome. is. Drums in space. <laughs> Dude, I did. That was awesome. I do like and see. That's another thing that we wanted to get into a little bit was uh, connecting this to like the dead and the collective consciousness and you know all that stuff and and being part of one. But uh, this dude pretty much walked with me the whole way through it and on over text, which is crazy. You you were texting in this state, you, dude. I don't know how. Texting, oh, wow. tripping babysitter. He, he, he kept saying he was. Uh, I'm losing reality. I don't know how I'm here. I'm like, you're typing fine. <laughs> Punctuation, grammar is on point. It wasn't. I didn't go. Well, as you deep. can do amazing so, shit on acid. You can. Yeah. You so can Tim, this was an experience all along. It was the only thing I could do, dude. Because I, th- I don't know. It was the only anchor that I had to the ground. I, I told this dude, I was like, I'll be okay. That's what he thought. As long so as you stick himself. with me, he was going to be fine without yeah. me. As he found out. As I, passed, as I passed out at one point late at night, <laughs> dude, and I woke up to messages of him thinking he's losing his out. mind, but he's still typing fine. I didn't have any. That was the only thing I could f- freaking do. But I, at that point, <laughs> when you took off, the only thing I could do was be fine. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't here's, freak out. Here's Tom with the. Weather. There was a good ten <laughs> hours of like cycles, oh, and yeah. for the yeah. first couple of hours, I don't remember a whole lot. I don't know. If I, I was probably talking to you, but we have a text a record. record of it. But see, some of the most insightful, yeah, some of the most insightful, thoughtful things like I, dude, this guy literally helped me through the whole thing. I just showed you what you didn't see. Directed music. Bike the Shaman. I I put him the a little bit with some music for sure. Dude, 100% music uh, was on him. I reached out to Dread at one point when I started to, to feel really good and happy in the beginning because I was like, man. Uh, he, you know, he's a big, I don't know if he's a big dead fan necessarily, but he just wants to be part of it. You know, he's mm-hmm. a part of the, the, that now he gets he's, it. He's younger, right? Dread? Dread? No, he's a uh, age. I think he's a couple years older than me. How old are you? 31. Oh yeah. Youngsters. 
I don't know. That's, see, that's how horrible I am with numbers and, and stuff like that. But anyway, I reached out to him because, like I said earlier in the show, in the part one, you know, I, I highly respect uh, uh, Bike and Dread. And he starts typing words backwards to me oh. and farted <laughs> up. Did you really? Not me. No, oh, Dread did. Uh, Dude. Dread and might I, have been tripping too, though. I had, he was nah, at the he, show. He, he was that. He, he was in Chicago, right? Yeah, he did. He, oh, did. Yeah. he went to both, uh, San Francisco and Chicago. Santa Clara, yeah, nice. So he sends me complete, like, it's like the Wheel of Fortune wheel. <laughs> like, as I'm typing to him, I'm like, dude, this keyboard is melting. Because it was, like, flowing and, like, it was awesome. You were tapped in. I was tapped in. And he's like, oh, yeah? And just, and I was like, at first I didn't realize what it was. You know, I'm just reading. And then I go back because you're like, wait. That doesn't make any sense. Your mind can't make any yeah, sense. In that of it. moment, you're not sure if it's you or the text. So I'm I'm not one to really get outside my head a lot and give outside control. So it freaks me out a little bit. That's been me, like a like a motherfucker. Uh, so I told him I was like, <laughs> I was like I had to take a break. <laughs> I gotta leave. I hate you, but not really. <laughs> so. Uh, but no, and then bike. I mean, I was like, dude, I, if, if you stay here, I'm fine. You hold my hand. I'm fine. Literally. I mean, I felt like, I feel like his ex-girlfriend trying to get a hold of him at one point in time, because that's really exactly I what it was. I just need you. I told him, my dude, I told, I, I felt some of the most awesome feelings that I've felt in a long, long time. Cleared up my head quite a bit since, uh, as clear as I've had a head feeling since I sobered up, told this motherfucker I loved him. And, uh, I dude, I, I trust him heavily. There wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to have it all of a good time mm. at all. Uh, if it weren't for the trust that I had for bike. And I told him trust involved in a trip for sure. I told him, I was like, dude, I trust you. I'm coming back to you. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you're not going to put me in a bad situation. I'm not going to type backwards. Yeah. <laughs> so, Dick move. and the problem is, is with that situation that you run into the fear of I don't know if people are fucking with me. Yeah. So you, I and get super scared, and a lot of times they are, and so I get super scared. Uh, can I ask you just uh, I mean, some people pay big big money for this, like he said. Yeah. So he was freaking out. Yeah, I'm uh, just like people pay a lot of money to feel like you feel right now. Uh, have you tripped like a lot in your life? No. No, yeah. I've oh, probably yeah. tripped less than 10 times oh, okay. altogether. Well, okay. as a bit of a psychonaut myself, the fact that you survived alone, that is that speaks highly to your mental state. Not many. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, I, one, Deep well, clean. At like 1 o'clock, dude, there was a... I, I was, the bike went <laughs> offline. Dude, <laughs> the death of all humans. Tea or something, and I sat down, and that was the end of me. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't blame him, though, because... Uh, At that dope, dope uh, teapot. It was work. I w- dude, he, I don't blame him though, because it was constant. Like the whole time, we probably stayed in touch and went back and forth with stuff. But mm. that's what made it fun, and we made it interesting, and insightful, and you know, it helped probably connect us a little bit better. I know that uh, uh, it makes me, it made me feel a lot better. Like I have this, like I told, I told you about, like, three years ago, that's what you you needed to do, and. Purge, I did trip though stuff. in yeah, the middle of yeah, drinking yeah. and everything, but that was not a no. That's no. not a focused path. That wasn't no, a focused no, path. No, the ego brain likes to tell you like drink the alcohol, don't take the acid. We don't want to deal with that right now. Yeah. And as soon as you take it, that kicks that bomb out, and you got a yeah. good week of some. Well, dude, there was like I think I got comfortable with taking it before because I didn't have any alcohol, mm. so it was like ah fuck. Might as well take we can get access to this <laughs> real quick. 
Let's do this. Uh, well, no, but it was a long time, and Bike worked his freaking ass off over shit. Well, kudos, well, man, awesome. because I'll tell you, back in the day when I used to go out there, uh, phones, bad. Phones and mirrors, bad. Dude, mirror, the mirrors, only thing that was pulled up on the screen. Mirrors the worst. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Like, the first thing I told myself before yeah. was, like, I don't really want to go into the bathroom. <laughs> yep, yep. And the first thing I had to do right after was take a shit. Oh, God. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God. God. Uh, oh fuck! I forgot what I was gonna say. Anyway, uh, balls. It, it was a good time. Uh, Mike hooked it up. Well, congratulations! As far as getting That's me out. through it's and taking hear. care of me and uh, all that good stuff. So I appreciate it, buddy. I'll, t- I'll tell you this: one of the first. You are. Go ahead. Sorry. Go on. No, it's it. One of the uh, first times I did trip was actually at a dead show, and mm-hmm. it really does make sense when you're there. <laughs> of like it, for yeah. me, it was yeah. like literally like cosmically and energetically. Part of my soul was still at the show, and I took something from the show with me. Mm-hmm. Like I left something mm-hmm. and gained something, so there was it was an equal trade off. Yeah, but tripping at especially I think the real shows. No offense to Trey or anything, and this last money grab. <laughs> did I say that? <laughs> um, but uh, man, it was it was life changing for sure. That's awesome, man. I uh, that's part of what I wanted to get into. We'll probably get into a little bit of that next week. Talk. Uh, you are going to be here. Oh, sure. Uh, okay, awesome. Because we're going to get into uh, the dead, I think, next week and more of the collective, you know, and that one feeling that people have and talk a little bit about bike. Because <laughs> I really want to shows here and there. I really wanted to get into uh, what bike's been up to and what he's doing now and the things that he's give me a week to put my story together. So this oh, is great. Shit, yeah. You're, you're <laughs> yeah. Like because he's doing a ton now. I mean, it. it is it okay to explain some things, or are you I quiet mean, about it? I mean, uh, you're... What you're, am I doing? I mean, I'm doing lots of shit. Yeah. Well, specifically with uh, working with the dispensary and uh, taking care of getting rid of product. Yeah, that came up kind of fast. Yeah. I mean, there's some cool things you that know, you're doing. The guy who set me up with that job isn't even in town anymore. He's left town to another town doing bigger things. Yeah, That's how it happens here, man. It's crazy. It's the turnover and just... But it's cool. And there's some other things that you're involved with that we can get into. Yeah, uh, if anyone needs Top Dog gear, yes. you know how to find me. That's a big thing. You know, Top Dog seeds. Uh, Go, JJ. Other seeds. Dude, it's crazy, man. So, And no one connects people like you do, which truth. It's great. Truth. Everybody knows this. Nobody connects like this, dude. I had never met Bike, and he had hooked me up with my friend's dad had cancer. He, out of the goodness of his heart, connected all the pieces together, and those are currently dude. on their way to him right now. Cool. So, awesome. it's, Bike it, is a good man. Bike's like the weed Craigslist. He is. Uh, he is but a, but, but a, even beyond that, you know what I'm saying? Like He was kind of like a shaman the other night. A little <laughs> bit. That's what I'm saying. Bike the shaman. <laughs> so multifaceted, we'll call him a diamond. A shaman. Um, the diamond so, yeah, shaman. man, we'll get into some, some sure, other stuff. i got some stories, I'm sure. And we're going to structure things out. It's going to be not necessarily uh, weed. Uh, some trying cool to kick us off the air in the middle of the show next week as well. Yeah, dude, that was a little rough. That set things a little bit crazy when we got kicked off. Um, but uh, I'm good friends with a bunch of comedians. We're trying to get them in here on the show. Uh, we'll possibly get some musicians here. I got a friend that has a studio that we we, we can record bands uh, at some point probably too. And it's a guy with a car that a bunch of clowns come out of. Yeah, exactly. One after the next. That's my. That'd be my truck right now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I appreciate you guys. It's the John Doe Radio Show. You have anything else, Bike? That's it. It's JDR with Bike. Yeah, that's actually, what this are. round is. So tempted to get that tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, wow. no, no. After your, he wears a thong into Seven Eleven. 
after the hundredth episode, he'll get that. Tattoo. Is that a glass blower? Thing? Is that seven grams of oil? No. Seven Eleven thongs? No, thing uh, still stands? I'm sure we could pull that off oh, easily. Yeah. What's that? Wow, oh. that's a great one. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that picture, uh, the dream pictures, really <laughs> fucked me up. I think on my trip too, because they were stuck in my head and <laughs> made that. How you really looked. Dude, that made that fractal shiz. Even more crazy. So, I bet. Uh, dude, I appreciate you. Thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, we're just going into the people. I appreciate you, Mike. Appreciate you, Josh. Appreciate you, Chris. Thanks for having me. Um, no, dude. You, it's. Uh, I thank you more. No, no, no. Thank you. No, I thank, thank you more. So, I'd like to thank, thank you, Denver. Denver, the city. I think we had this, a pretty this decent place. Show. Is amazing. So, Disney World. Be kind. Disney World for stoners. We got some people to contact about sponsorships, so if you're interested with that, email yeah, me. I mean, how could you not want to sponsor us after today? Radio <laughs> at gmail.com. And we're going to have a good time next week. So, All right, join us 2 p.m. AdamDunnShow.com. Join Adam Dunn here and Mitch Shinasa and Bike here on Wednesday on the Adam Dunn Show. Be back. Good times. See you. <laughs> Dude. 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 Good job. Yay. First one over the belt. You're back. Uh, You're back. You're back, bro. It's done. It's official. Uh, Did he go all right? Yeah, it's good. It's in the books. There's the rack. Wow. That was a pretty light show. Hey, so. Let's go to get racks on racks. Oh, there's racks on racks. You may have, like, I was having problems with that on there before. He's telling me to. Yeah, it's just playing the old one. Oh, uh, well, you know what? Your your event, you might not be able to watch. Oh, you can. I can watch it right now. I'm on my left hand. Yeah, that's what's weird. When I brought it up on mine last time, I couldn't get it to come up on there either. I don't know. Oh, but at least. Test event. That's well, the audio is working. Yeah, but test event's over. Okay, it's the John Doe Radio Show 7 19 15. Accurate and informative John Doe Radio. It's the John Doe Radio Show. As President said during the campaign, you'll be surprised to know we'll be consistent with what we'll be doing here in law enforcement. And now talking about legalizing marijuana and taxing marijuana to solve budget problems. Prohibition doesn't work. Maybe after 71 years, it's time for a new approach. We should be able to give our kids the message we think is appropriate. Rational, safer choice. Is that camera going back or just staying right there?
breaking good. It's been a minute since I heard that song. Same here. The voices over here sound okay. Microphone in that one. Microphone over here sounds okay. Check one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. You're listening to the John Doe Radio Show. Talking to us. Now you're listening to me clear my throat. That sounds good. Yeah, you hear it in a second. Yeah. He's off mic. Yours is all the way up? Your headphones and shit? Yeah. It doesn't sound distorted or anything. Sound okay. Sounds pretty good. Microphone over here sounds okay. Yeah. Check. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. You're listening to the John Doe Radio Show. I like it. It's good. Um, Thank you, dude. Thank you. Hell yeah, yeah. All right, I'm going to get up and out of here. You guys are good to go. If you have any questions, shoot me a text. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. I just had this meeting real quick. And then, uh, yeah, it might be like, emergency, emergency. I'll listen in, too. Thanks, dude. Hi, dude. Yeah, yeah sure. let me know if there's anything. Bob back for a Wednesday. Oh, yeah. That would be helpful. And then you guys probably don't even need the key to lock up. You can just twist the lock behind you. Right. And it's good to go. Cool. All right, they're probably going to come back up here and get the rest of their shit. Let's go. That's cool. Uh, all right, dude. So oh wait one more second here. Which one's so review review on the micro pass? Like this is the computer. Computer. That's it. That's all that that board is used for. Right? That's all that board is used for. Yeah. And then the mics are. Mic levels are here. You're not touching one and you're not touching two. So three is you. Four is bike. Five is that guest mic. Okay. And six is this guest mic. Okay. Seven and eight are what's coming from this board to your computer. Okay. And that's it. Okay. And you can also adjust those without turning those knobs just by opening the audio box. So if seven and eight's too loud, you can open the audio box and drop the level okay. down just through there without even having to touch them. And like if these are just all up to mic level, that's all. Yeah, because I just want to be able to uh, if like somebody's not talking and do that loud enough to pull up there. Yeah. Oh, then yeah, then you definitely would just boost the main gain down there because they're probably already all the way up on the audio box by now. I would assume. Okay. Yeah. Whoa, man. Cool. Cool. Is on the right hand side? It's like literally, yeah, it's on his house. Like, Hold on, so if I'm looking at the front of this house. So that's the back of the house. Yeah. So it's on the other side. Is it where so you're over there? No, it's over this side. Where you're walking up to the front door, the mailbox is like right next so to So this mailbox is on that side and on this side. Okay, but I, I went to that side and I actually. Oh, uh, yeah, it's not mailbox. on that side. No, well, it's literally if you go around the front of the building and walk.
that time. She puking? Yep. I don't know. This is the first time she's ever done that. interrupt this program with a special bulletin from the John Doe Radio Show. John Doe Radio. Welcome to the John Doe Radio Show with Bike Holly here. What's up, Tim? What's up, my friend? What have you been up to? It's been quite a long time, hasn't it? Yeah, just a couple weekends or something like yeah, that. Yeah, just a few short Doesn't days. Doesn't seem like that long. No, not at all. Thank you very much for hanging out with us here on the John Doe Radio Show. We are live. AdamDunnShow.com is where you can hear us from now on. Thank you to Adam Dunn and uh, Mitch Shanasa and everybody over at the Adam Dunn Show for inviting us, letting us be a part of this whole mix, letting us be a part of this whole crew. It's good to have family and friends back in my life. And we'll be talking about uh, 
where we've been here for the past couple of years, I'm sure you all have followed maybe Mike a little bit more than than me, but we'll we'll, we'll talk about each other here. Um, fill you in, have some deep personal conversations today. Uh, Chris Barkowitz, who you all may remember from years ago on the John Doe Radio Show, one of our good friends who went to prison for cannabis. You might remember the story about him being on Nine News was the pretty much the very first person that went on a news station and had themselves uh, be put out there for lack of a better term on the plank. Does it make sense? Yeah. <laughs> That's not very funny, but either way. Um, it's a great story, especially if you're not in a uh, legal state. It's definitely a great story. And, I mean, there's... I think there's a lot to learn and a lot to talk to him about. Uh, it, it, as I as I was mentioning here a minute ago, you know, Nine News did a story on him and ran it during the sweeps weeks when the Olympics were going on. So it was this huge, big production and deal like marijuana being grown in the basement, making money right next door to you, down the street from the school, and uh, made it sound really horrible. Anyway, the DEA caught on board to it the night before that it aired the actual one that they had produced didn't even go on air and uh, the next day the DEA showed up anyway we'll get into that with him he'll be here probably about another hour around the three o'clock mile high time you can join us like I said here on JDR on Sunday starting at two o'clock mountain time I think that's going to be the normal time that we start the show and uh, here for a while I don't know I I'm kind of nervous. Really? I'm ner- way nervous today, dude. For multiple reasons. Just because it's a brand new thing. You've ridden a bike before? I've ridden... No, I have not <laughs> ridden a bike before. <laughs> You've never had a bicycle in your life? No, I just thought of that in a different way than it came across or was supposed to come across. Hey, the way that you think about that is up to you. I was talking about a bicycle. <laughs> It is kind of like riding a bike, getting back on again. So hopefully everybody enjoys it. Really, what we're going to try and do with the show is just have fun with you. It's not going to be specifically about cannabis. It's not going to be specifically about counterculture. It's just going to be about life in general. And we're including some of our good friends here in the mix. I've asked a few people, you know, like, hey, maybe like Samson Mallory. Uh, Josh Grambo here is going to be one of our producers and one of our talents. Thank you. You can, uh, he's very soft-spoken, so. I'll be uh, much louder as the show progresses. So, we're going to try and create some characters for you. We're going to try and have some fun, make some bits, uh, obviously rib each other, give each other shit, break each other's balls. If you'll notice, the first shit of JDR was not a shot, was not a shiz. You're not allowed to say that in the studio, I think. Well, Mitch on Adam Dunn's show... .com, who airs on Wednesdays uh, here. You can get any of their shows at adamdunshow.com. Uh, yeah, they said that there's going to be a swear jar for the Farks and the Shiz and the Shiatsus and Sort of a reverse swear jar. Yeah, it's not, that's yeah. not going to happen, though. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they can use the money to hire a house, housekeeper to clean this shithole up. <laughs> Is the chat already talking about it? I, I don't know. I'm just talking about it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I came in here early. A few weeks ago, and give the place a little douching. <laughs> I, I did. I picked up everything. <laughs> it's hard to keep a, a, a. This is a closet we're in. It's about twelve by twelve, and it's hard to keep a closet clean with 
four to twelve people smoking big fat joints in it for three hours a week. It is like a sandbox, and more than one rig. I would a, say. a litter box, and all the rigs are gross. The all rigs, the rigs need cleaning. Hold on, here. Hold on. What is that? Days. It's a weed whacker. Is that the weed whacker yeah. from outside? Yeah, yeah. Let's go with it. Well, it's, it, because it's so hot out here in here, we might go with I don't know, dude. Can we shut that door? Yeah, we'll get that door. Really? For now, until the weed whacker, the blower... The you can barely hear it. It just sounds like a vibrator in the background. <laughs> yeah, Molly, get in here. Oh, man. What was I, where was I going with that? Well... I sure don't know. You totally threw us for a loop. When you, you, and as soon as he closes the door is when the guy stops with the weed whacker, of course. All right, that's fine. If it's not going, I don't want it closed. Just stand by the door, Josh. We'll have you open and close it as he moves to sides of the house. <laughs> All right, so anyway. It's been a pretty crazy past couple of years. Um, God, it's so noisy. No. It's been a crazy past couple of years. Yeah. And... How far are you going back when you say couple? Oh, I'll go back as far as I can remember. Do you remember when JDR officially ended or was put on hold last time? About the, about what time period I was going on? I remember that exact day pretty damn clearly. Well, what day was it? I don't remember the... Well, I don't remember the date. <laughs> Do you remember the month? No. July? Remember? Okay. Was it July? I think I want to say it was a little bit after that because I think I think it was closer to September. I left in July. Recall. No, it was like summertime. Was it? Yeah, it was summertime. Are you talking about the day that you thought you turned the camera off and you didn't? No, I'm talking about the day where I was completely foobarred across the couch and made a ridiculous. I. I don't know how much detail I want to go in as far as the iCannabis radio type situation and that side of it, you know, and uh, it's funny because you brought up the immediate uh, end of everything and, you know, that's uh, uh, Georgia Warren Edson over there at iCannabis radio. Um, I had done some ridiculousness and it is not even something that can really I, that I, I've apologized for that I'm trying uh, to work on still here with my life, and that's making amends with with people and, and taking care of things. But uh, that day, it just completely, absolutely fell apart. I have physically kicked out of the studio, which may be a situation where a few people are like, "Oh, you got physical with this and this and this." Uh, it was it was a drunk me uh, trying to get my things and then uh, take off, but or be booted out. So that's how the very last JDR ended. Oh. Whoa! Keep going. <clears throat> no, I, I thought mean, you had the questions. I thought you were going to Howard Stern it here. I didn't, nope. I, I'm kind of just letting you say your thing here. I'm not going to poke the bear on this issue. So, well, you can help me with time frames. Okay. That's what All you right. can do. Sure, yeah. Is help me with time frames. All right. I pretty much remember. I think it was around July was was the last time I was there, and that's pretty much all I can. Well, you got fired before the whole situation <laughs> happened. <laughs> here we go. Okay, here we go. That's where you were trying to get to. You could have just said this, all right, and we would have been all right. Um, <laughs> that was not where I was trying to go, but <laughs> but we're here, so I mean, I'm not going to skip around it. I forgot on. Uh, I forgot on this MacBook or the Chromebook, I should say. It's very different than a MacBook. Oh uh, yeah, very different. Uh, it doesn't work without the internet. <laughs> <laughs> 
the rundown, everything else is on there. Uh, so I started at a certain point in time drinking and taking pills quite heavily. And it's quite a foggy period of time for me to think back. You wanna, do you want to get into what kind of pills? It's kind of a broad brush to paint with because you Different pills make people act a different way. At first, it was alcohol, and it took quite a while. For uh, I was living over by Mullen High School, had my own nice, beautiful, wonderful house. Uh, Seven-year relationship had just ended. I was concentrating on JDR. Very, uh, uh, I don't know what the best word to use is. I was just heavily. It was everything. It was everything that I was concentrating on. Once. I wasn't doing JDR in the downtimes, whatever it may be. I don't know what happened. I, I really don't. There was a period of time, for, er, er, period of time, my whole life. I'm gonna try and take a deep breath here, relax. We got plenty of time. Too. We do have plenty this of time. Is like Ten minutes deep, relax. I just looked down at the clock and I'm like, "Geez, man, calm down." So, <laughs> anyway, there was just a certain point in time where you started drinking. Non-stop. I don't. I don't know. No, that's. <laughs> That's that's a little bit. That's like forty five minutes away, Mike. I don't know what it was. I hated alcohol. Started uh, enjoying this uh, Cabo Wabo tequila. You know the silver Cabo Wabo tequila. It's the Sammy Hager shit. Yeah, the Sammy Hager shit. You're drinking drinking with Van Halen. You're a rock star. <laughs> that's how you you saw it. Like I'm gonna drink this Cabo Wabo. I was doing. People are gonna respect me. Exactly. I was doing absolutely fine. Uh, I had a grow at this point in time, so basically, what were you growing? Weed and what strains? I'm wondering. uh, I think at that point in time it was a tange. I had. You were known for your tange. Well, it's not my. Well, I was known for my tange at one point in time for a short period of time. (laughs) The the, the Tim Martin cut of tange was spread was spread deep and wide. Gosh, that don't even start that rumor of me. <laughs> you got Derek and everyone up from north and everywhere. Just Derek still runs a Tim Martin cut. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. This man over here on my left said that. So no, it's Derek's. It's no, Derek. I mean, he'd still like to cut Tim Martin. Is what I meant. He, yes, that's that, sorry. <laughs> it came out wrong. That's true. Don't cut Tim Derek. Cut, cut you out of his life is what I meant. He's not a violent man. <laughs> no. uh... He probably would want to cut me for how much I did pass it around. That's that was even before any fallouts or anything. But so. now look how famous tan- how famous Tangi is. That's that's not the same thing though. Tangi no. is not. Oh, tang. these are the tang. I'm tang. T a n g. Don't even get him started. Oh yeah. man, I haven't even. I've never even really smoked Tangi that much. No, no not really. Oh, wow. I've had it a couple times. It's not my favorite Great. strain. It makes great oil. Dredd just said Tim had a great tangy cut. The Tim Martin cut was legendary. It, <laughs> well, it did get us backstage a few times at concerts and stuff. And Be Real and Cypress Hill were big fans of it. And Derek's. Praise. Or wait, I Derek had some too, but we I had some OG at that first time that we kind of uh, got to really chill with Cypress Hill and Be Real. I met Be Real before. I heard you guys were hanging out with new kids on the block. <laughs> that would be cool too, though. I'm sure those guys can dab, Mike. Wait, was Mark Wahlberg was he in? His brother was, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Donnie. Donnie, exactly. Mark was Marky Mark. Dude, Ted 2 yesterday was fucking hilarious. God damn, that was funny, dude. Stick to the issue here. All right, where was I going? Anyway, the tange. 
You were um, going to Tange. So I was you going to Tange. I had Jilly Bean, and then I had uh, A-Train, like four different Finos of A-Train, which I was trying to get one of them to Adam. Adam Dunn from TH Seeds. Because, it, dude, it was like a mix of red wine uh, and... I can't remember what else. It, it just had this red wine-ish vinaigrette, red all wine the, vinaigrette. All the Finos did, or no, just, just the just, just the, the UB forty cut, dude. That yes, <laughs> that would have been dope for for the name. I would have killed to give it that name. Anyway, I had that one. Um, that made it fantastic oil. Like I think Dread got some of that oil. Uh, oh, Dread, he was living with you he at this time. Us. Come back, Dread. When you were growing, no. this is what he just said. He was lit. Was he living with me tour at the end? No, he had moved out, I think, by that point in time. Well, he was there when all those were there. You got to think, man. I had Tange for... This is like someone posted a picture of the two of you around this time, and you both looked like you were 13 years old. Are you talking about the baseball game thing? Pro- yeah, it was a baseball that, game. Yeah, that was a selfie at the Rockies game in St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah. Big shout-out to, to Dread Smokes Weed. Tim's, uh, Tim's been taking selfies since the flip phone days. I don't know about that one. No. Pretty sure. So, anyway, I had I had this beautiful, nice house, and it was fantastic. Had a girlfriend. I'm picturing had, like a mansion. Had a kid. You know, it was a, just a regular, it was a box house. You were like, selling so much grass that you had a really nice house and yard, yard yeah. keeper come by. It's like, little boxes, little boxes, ticky-tacky. Anyway, uh, the it, it, it was like in one of those cookie-cutter subdivisions but it was a good place you know it was somewhere where like at that point in time i was like wow i'm actually here you know kind of made it here a little Having bit the house gives a man a feeling that he's made it wait till you see your name in the phone book <laughs> the phone book what's that you never saw the jerk the j- his name i don't remember print. that though i don't remember that part of it that's part of uh becoming uh your own man, seeing your name in the phone book. Maybe like 20 years ago. A little bit longer than that. Even. <laughs> so, uh, anyway. 20 years ago, I had a cell phone. These kids, uh, the kid and Luann left, obviously, because I it, it, it was both situations, probably me and her, but probably mostly me. Probably difficult, mostly you. Difficult to deal with. I wasn't drinking at this point in time. I was just sober on weed. <laughs> that's That's the truth. Sober on weed is a thing. It is. Actually, somebody invited me the other day to a group on Facebook that uh, was a sober group. With they endorsed cannabis? Yeah, with weed. And I think it was someone that hit me. I can't remember her name. She'd hit me up after I'd become sober. I was discussing online on Facebook with uh, everybody trying to talk about weed and and if that was something that should be used with uh, if you're trying to be completely sober, which I did for... Uh, how long? I don't remember exactly how long it was that I didn't smoke weed, but 420, um, Uh-oh. year before last. 14? I went about 13? six months without smoking weed or, or anything. Or anything. Yeah, yeah, doing yeah. anything. Wow. So, uh, th- you kind of make it seem short there. That, and then I started smoking weed after that, and then now it's been a pretty good amount of time. Uh, no pills, no alcohol. But... You don't even smoke as, as, smoke as much as you used to. No, not at all, dude. I uh, you work during the day. I work a ton, which we'll, we can get into that here a little bit later. I don't really smoke flowers that much anymore. Here, this past week and a half, I actually have because I've had flowers that dread left me uh, when I took off to Omaha. 
He's now in California. Yes, he left us. Yeah, I know. Come back, Dred. Dred said you were a pain in the ass when you weren't drinking. <laughs> I was a pain in the ass when I wasn't, wasn't drinking. I was, I was a pain in the ass. He did live in the house with uh, Luann and the kid, and I, I, I'm sure I was a pain in the ass. I've tried to improve You're probably a, here. a grumpy old man. I don't know what it was. Angry I just was not happy. And buzzed. Yeah. I wasn't happy with life at all. I've been there, sure. I hadn't known at that point in time what alcohol was really like. I just knew that it gave me a really bad headache, and it gave me a hangover, hangover and it was not something that I enjoyed. But at a certain point in time, I looked over, and my whole table over to the side was filled with Cabo Wabo balls. Bottles. Balls. Balls of Cabo Wabo. The tops sometimes look like balls. They, it does have a cork. I Josh, think did you have a drinking problem? At one point? I actually, I always get called a bit of a, uh, a, uh, a little girl because I don't drink. But it's not out of like having. I always tell people, I will do a line of coke with you right now. It is not a moral choice. I just don't. I don't like the high. Sure, you know. So I come from a long line of alcoholics. So I think that helped flavor my opinion. And then started smoking weed when I was like twelve, drinking when I was twelve, smoking cigarettes when I was thirteen. Gave up cigarettes when I turned eighteen. Pretty much gave up alcohol when I was like twenty-five. And now it's just weed and. You know, you go to Jamaica, maybe you do some coke. You know, maybe this guy's got something. Maybe when in Rome is what you're when saying. When in Rome, okay. I like that. That that saying is a saying for a reason. You know what? Part of what you you could do too is help keep me on track or something. Well, you, I was. You could have like a notebook and like write down. Very good. Very good. Small little like. Well, I was going to ask you. If I change direction of something, yes, have maybe have something written down to where I'm going to have to write it down. I, I would do I, it I'm right a now. Stoner through and through this brain goes one direction so i have to get a notepad i would do it right now but this chromebook doesn't <laughs> well, i was gonna ask to get it back to the the original subject if you weren't done with the uh, with the tan story because you never finished uh what kind of pills you were taking that totally Thank fell you. off your head over yeah, there i no. wish the camera was on him because yeah, yeah, tim had to dime me out he did not skip a beat headphones <laughs> he kept he going did. that was fine he had a i don't have a tiny head either that's the really crazy thing his face looked like it was like a bomb had exploded right across from him dude <laughs> That's awesome. So you're taking some pills, you said. So, because uh, like Mike said, dude, this we're could jumping be, around here. I'm trying C. to follow the story. Right. I didn't want to jump away from the Tangy story if you weren't done there, but I was. I don't know. To you back could to the the roots of the story where you could pretty much name it. At the time, I had a prescription for Clonopin, oh, and that, that's I, nasty stuff. For people that don't know what Clonopin is, that is Germany crickets. That is a nasty one. Yeah, I had a prescription for clonopin, and so it's basically like a a sponge you put in between your brain and the common sense bone. Yeah, pretty much. Well, if especially if you're drinking, and it's yes. pretty, oh, of course, and it's pretty extremely dangerous. A lot of people don't make it out of that situation, and that's yeah, a lot of people like to say someone to overdosed on one drug or the other, but most of the time it's alcohol that was the well, thing that OD'd someone. Yeah, so with with pills though, I mean course. it's a horrible, horrible, oh, horrible mixture. Um. With anything, really. I had a pretty large stockpile of Vicodin. Of course. It's a staple. And was probably... I mean... If you... If you're... If we're talking about combining a lot of alcohol mm. with this stuff. A lot. And yeah. it's like 90... And if you're taking Vicodin proof. and tequila at any given time. Good Lord. Dude, and that's what it was for a while. Was I... Okay. Back to where it all started. Of course. I looked over at one point in time, and I saw a bunch of bottles just sitting there on my desk. And I called my dad. 
because I had this certain thought in my dad of my dad in my head of him being an alcoholic. How old a guy is your dad? And abusing drugs and all this other stuff. I uh, he's almost he's sixty. Okay, almost sixty. I don't know. Ballpark. Dude, That's ask fine. anybody I've ever dated or my family if I'm good with dates or names, and <laughs> they'll pretty much give you a laundry list of, of crap that I. Do you know your dad's name? Forgetting or not? I do know my dad's oh, name. Mr. Martin. Then, then you're <laughs> Mr. Martin. Yeah, exactly. His name is David Martin. He doesn't have a middle name. Anyway, um, so I called him, and I was talking to him, and I'm like, hey, Dad. And and part of this show is, is we really do want to get really personal. That's the plan of, of most of this show, and we'll see what happens here in the future. But I called him, and, he ta- and I was talking to him, and I was like, Dad. And I, I was hating life at that point in time, obviously, because yeah. I was drinking so much. And at that's, this point, it hadn't really got to be an alcoholic. It really wasn't. It was, unless you consider a lot of other people in this world alcoholics, which right. I do. I, <laughs> yeah, you, you technically can consider a lot, or a lot of drunks or booze bags. And there's even situations different where, categories of people who are addicted to alcohol. And you can argue levels if, to if, this shit. If somebody drinks every day, or if they drink nonstop, or or, or they whatever, binge anytime they go out on a Friday, compared to. Where I ended up and where I stayed for a long time, I was not drinking a lot. It was you not. You were a that pussy long. alcoholic at that point in time. I was, but at least it's you, affordable. You, I mean, <laughs> you, you <laughs> did get kind you of drank expensive. Just enough. To I was feel tr- bad for yourself. I was drinking the expensive or er, mid range shiz at right. that point in time. Oh, at that was, point in time. Okay, because I have a story <laughs> that you may not even know. I, well, I'm waiting for the time. That's another thing. Is that. Here's the situation and the, and the reality of everything when it ended up is I don't remember a lot mm-hmm. of a good portion of time. Of and I can't not. I can't say it was during this time or it was during this time or wherever it was. A lot of you out there know sometimes a lot more about our personal interactions during that period of time during when I was a shithead and... and didn't care about my friends. It was pissed at my friends. It was pissed at the world, and and, and hated everybody for getting so much more than I did. And why didn't I get this and that and that and that? <clears throat> that kind of thinking obviously is going to lead you to self-destructive behavior. Self-destructive behavior, whatever it is, and it kills me sometimes. And I've worked through this. I've gone through the steps. I went to AA for a long time, and it's. It kills me to sit and think about the things that I don't necessarily remember. I was sitting with a friend here a couple weeks ago who, she, uh, she's a lady. Ooh, it's a lady. <laughs> and she was somebody I knew from high school. And during this time, the middle of everything when I was just really exploded, looked like crap, looked like death. Um, I there's a story with her that I don't know if I'll get into right now, but I had made an absolute complete ass and ridiculous shithead out of myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the last time we had talked, shit exploded. She had told all her friends. Uh, there may be some crazy weird evidence out there that uh, was there a lot of friends crossover. Wait, hold what? on, hold on. He's talking about evidence. Yeah, there. there's a, hold on. Okay, all right. there may have been pictures sent. Oh god, Mike, can you can Google this? Dude, they're not out in no. the public. No. There may have been pictures sent to multiple people. To multiple people. Please. Are we talking dick pics, Tim? Yes, we are. Oh, boy. Multiple people. And. You got to get those. Well, the only reason why I would. I'm, you can have them, Mike. I mean, big fucking deal. 
big fucking deal, okay? If we're if if you're naked, whatever. The unsolicited no, 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 situation. No, 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 no deal, but it's always gonna be funny when you get caught. The unsolicited play situation is, is the part where you can really crap yourself out, you know, and Maybe really get literally. yourself really get yourself into trouble. And dude, <laughs> I I hope there's Whoa. not more than really <laughs> her or a few other people. I do know generally where those went but when she brought this up in the middle of our conversation you remember sending me dick pics when you were all fucked up dude it was it was kind of like that it was a little bit like that exactly (laughs) hey what'd you think (laughs) i ain't scared uh i'm not really i mean i'd hate to have him out there publicly because these bastards in the chat room if anyone could identify your penis in a lineup then whoa yeah you got worse problems than those pictures. We've said dick and penis too many times in the last <laughs> few minutes for having three guys in one room. That's right. uh, rule number three. What? According to Dread here, no dick pics. What's rule number one and two? Does Dread know? We'll are, get to are those. Are they posted Wait out there in Tim breaks the rules, he will let us know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We've got people watching I'm every sure step by I'm sure there's take. a ten-step uh, rule breaking here as we go along. Um, so... That <laughs> step in the middle of a conversation that gets dropped on you, and I don't really turn too red. I mean, I'm kind of a little, st- I'm pruder than bike. I'm a little more conservative than a lot of people when it comes to things. I've chilled out and relaxed a lot though over the past couple years. You were definitely less high strung. Yes, high strung. That is that could be it. But when she told me this, I think that I matched the red on the wall, the tomatoes sitting on the counter. <laughs> Dude, I... At that point, you're like, well, I just wasted 50 bucks on dinner because she's already seen it, and I ain't getting any. Dude. Because she's laughing at it. My... I didn't... She didn't say bad things. That's the worst. There was not bad things said, okay? Well, she was laughing about it, so... She's like, do you remember? Dude. You were all fucked up, and you sent me that? Holy... L-L-L. L-O-L. I went to high school with her, and there are friends of hers that knew that are very... That's passed around. Very close. Oh, there was definitely people that that saw it after. Yeah, that's you just have to, it was the nature of the game, dude. I was anyway. I don't really get dumbfounded <laughs> in my mouth, just completely like drop to the floor and. <laughs> I couldn't even talk. Actually, it was just one of those situations where I put my hand in my face and it's like, oh my god. And this is upon. I'm embarrassed knowing. for you right now, dude. But see, the thing is, is I've worked through. What else most, are you gonna do? I I've mean, worked start through drinking again. Yeah, I've worked through these situations at least how to handle them and gone through the steps and gone through some counseling. So I you go to counseling for dick pic exposure. I don't know if that ever came up. Oh. I really don't because there really wasn't a certain point in time until I remembered that that happened until. Not too long ago. Long ago. This is like after some counseling and after the 12 steps and all that good stuff. So, whew, Wow. That's a little bit nuts. So, I, so, I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah, man. There is probably a lot of things that we'll get into that uh, don't necessarily know about. There's oh, probably God. shit that you yeah. know and this, talk about. Uh, tell you the truth. <laughs> It's just the, the my revelation is like the one time I discovered hardcore that you were drinking because I kind of tried to believe you every time you told me you are one of these people um, that can drink and get drunk and 
not really. You can't really tell that you're drunk. Uh, you don't. You didn't really smell like booze. And you didn't. You didn't slur for sure. You handled yourself well. You were pretty calculated. That was at the beginning, okay. <laughs> or the mid. Oh, I wasn't around towards no. the, the the sloppy part because. Uh, no, I agree no, with you. We would have fought. I agree with you, and that's kind of the weird thing about me and alcohol is I can drink quite a bit. And there's a line that blurs, and I don't know that line. A lot I can't of times stop the that line. The people that can hold it together end up being the ones that push it the farthest. Oh, you dude. It, like I don't if know. If your family's calling you out after, you know, one year being an Alki yeah. or but level 10 uh, booze bag. By the way, we got Josh Grambo chilling with us here. We'll get. Where are you originally from? I just moved here like three months ago. From where? From Des Moines, Iowa. Okay, we'll where, get into that. Where he drove a Zamboni for a decade. Yes, at an ice rink, I drove a Zamboni. He is like a slow-motion NASCAR driver. This is true. That's the shit, dude. It w- See, everyone always is like, that is so awesome and badass, but really, you're a glorified janitor. I have no... So all those Zamboni drivers that out is there... True. Cleaning respect, up after the messy res- skaters. Well, think about it. We have 150... 12 to 18 year olds come in 90 minutes shit on each other piss on each other Whoa. dick fights whatever they Brown leave after 90 minutes another 150 12 to 18 year olds come in 90 minutes it's like a frozen litter box yeah this happens like probably nine times a day for and then you work a 11 hour shift clean up your shit go home smoke a, smoke a couple bowls you know now that I'm safely in Denver, all those people at Metroid Sports Facility, I was pretty high for most of that time. How many oh, times dude. did you crash a Zamboni? I never. Uh, the first time. <laughs> there's a, a terrible story about me. There was these. I was kind of hoping you said never. There was these good-looking girls <laughs> who were giving me the eye, and I, I stood, up, saying he, I stood were, up on the Zam and gave him one of those mm, ladies. Wait a second. You were you were hoping he said, he said never? Yeah. No, I, I, I gave a little bump you just once. said how stoned he was driving all those times? Oh. That's a thing. Stone, that would have sucked because you would have got no, drug no, tests, no. man. I was, I was a Mac. Sometimes it would, you'd get in those zen moments where, like, you would get on the ice, and all of a sudden you're pulling off the ice, and you turn back, perfect make, 100% bat, and everyone would be like, oh, you're the best guy here. Nobody knows what I'm, the fuck a make is, dude. Oh, you're that, a, a make it's is like a, a uh, it's like a, a Zam. you got to go make the ice. You just made the ice. you got to make the you. ice. Yeah. Yeah. You're an artist in a, a way. A scrape, a make, you know, anything. A frozen water artist on a Very large much. surface. Very much, yes. I had to change the camera angle there for a second so people could get a view of you. So they could see, see, see what kind of someone a, from Iowa looks like. Because when I yeah. before I moved to Colorado, I didn't know what someone from Iowa looked and like. And most people don't. But so I it's, do it's pretty like, much like I southern fight Canada. I am from Colorado now. Yeah, you're three months. You got yes, you're sir. you're a resident. Well, thank you. Oh, we'll give it. He's got to have a few so more months. I'm so tired of these damn native Coloradans. I am native, <laughs> and they're highfalutin morals. There's hardly any of them left. We're taking over. <laughs> yeah, thank God. I know it is pretty crazy. It's. Like, it, when you say, it used to be there, everybody around you was native. It really was. Right. I mean, years and years ago here in Colorado, wasn't it, it was California, Texas, or Colorado. That right. was really who it was Illinois. here. Illinois. Illinois, too. But they, that came more and more. Like, Illinois was, now it's trickled in. It's crazy how many Chicago people are here. A lot of Chicago, Chicago fans. People. I work for a Chicago company. I rode the train, the Amtrak, from Iowa to here. I wrecked my car. You wouldn't know from looking at me. I flipped my car off of I-76 three weeks ago. Whoa. Doing 70. Three weeks ago? Three weeks ago. I literally like, crawled out with a bruise, some cut knuckles. Like, I was fine. I was on 911. She's like, sir, sit down. Dude. I was like, bitch, I gotta find a mile marker. I'm lost. I don't know where I'm... <laughs> you know? It's fucking three in the morning. So. That's why you listen to the people on 911. 
Well, I was, get to I was fine. I was fine. So, and I continue to be fine. My back's a little fucked up, but you know. I know, but what if you, what if you weren't fine and you had some like head contusion, I'm not, concussion, I'm not, and I'm not, a, I'm not a he-man. No, I, I would have, I would have, I would have curled up into the fetal position and waited for nine one one. What caused the crash, Josh? Uh, this was a deer. A deer. A deer. Did you swerve? I did. You got I tr- a ticket, didn't you? I tried to avoid. No, I tried. You should have got a ticket because that's I, illegal. Is that? Fuck yeah, it's oh, illegal here in Colorado. I to hit it. Dude, I I reported uh, back in the day on a cop, multiple cops, who flipped their vehicles out in Craig, Colorado, Steamboat, Colorado, because there's like elk and Fuck. deer and shit everywhere. There's like 15 people hit something a day or something wow. out there. I don't know. It's crazy, dude. So what do you do? You don't swear if you drive right into you it? You have yeah. to hit the motherfucker because if you... Slam on the brakes. The front end goes down. If you swerve, you're more likely to flip your vehicle, fly it off the side of the road. Those antlers fucking kill you right through the windshield. Well, if it's an elk, yeah, there's that, a good that chance. That is something that you're taking your life. But this is a good PSA, for real. I almost died because I swerved. Just yeah, hit the dude. goddamn thing. I report, do this take, cop. Take your lumps and go about your life. This cop went down like 50, 75 feet down a ravine because he boy. swerved from a uh, uh, deer. And he got a ticket. They ticketed him. Wow. It's like the only cop I've ever heard get ticketed for I anything. couldn't believe they never hassled me. They never brought up weed. They never brought up alcohol. I was butt sober. I was driving at 3 in the morning So you told them you swerved? Uh, maybe. I don't know. And I there was know, a deer? I don't know if it came up exactly. I think that I was... I, they more kept asking me about the seatbelt. They were like, you wear your seatbelt. You wear your seatbelt. So they didn't give a shit how this. you crashed your vehicle. I don't, I don't know. It, it's a blur. I got to say. Okay. It was three in the morning. That thing popped out of nowhere. The, the, the other caveat to the story, I never had an accident before. Not a it's fender a bender. Caveat. I never I never got rear-ended. I never tapped. Never What's t- caveat mean? Uh, it's like a condition. Okay. You know, a conditional. Like, I don't know what big see, words everyone, mean. Everyone here has got the internet, so they're going to be fact-checking my ass. So That's exactly why I brought it up. It means rainbow party, Tim. Caveat. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where whoa. the leprechauns play. That was out of right field. Yeah. So back to... <laughs> I forgot where we left off here. We had left off... By the way, if any of these beds are annoying, just let me know. <laughs> I can barely hear them, but I'll let you know. Can you barely hear them? Yeah, it's fine that way. You like it? I only have one uh, can covering my ears, though. We've got a lot of improvements that we're going to do here with the studio. I've got a board and a few things from the old JDR that we're going to bring over. And, uh, you know, some video stuff... Some audio shares. I got a board. Did I just say that? Yep. I think I yeah, doubled yeah. up that. You get some fecal mites going there? You got a little... That's funny, dude. Did Haggis bring that up? Or was it somebody uh, else? You know, the fecal mites made an appearance in this studio a couple weeks ago. Oh, I boy. called out... I called out yeah, yeah, I called out the kid. He was itching on that. It is something that I've noticed. He said, I just that, have he said that sock kind of smelled funny. Does it still smell like balls? I... Oh boy! That's probably what's causing the. Why did you start making me think about that? Because uh, yeah, it's the sort of thing you don't want to think about. Well, I'm, I'm all up in Mitch's mic right nose. now, getting that. Getting so some I that. noticed that you're probably getting the, the effect of the, those mites. The thing with the itching the nose is, is that I have nose hair, fecal mites. Why don't you shave it? I do, but then well, I don't. How, well, how do you shave your nose hair? I have this little nose hair trimmer thing. You know, it's like you turn. Like it's a like a little circular, is like, it like, like a, a dome, yeah, like a turbine barrel, a weed whacker. Oh, yeah. See, I just use the the beard trimmer. I just bend my nose the hell back and get it almost up in there and go, and I'm good for two weeks. Do that if that if I do that. Holy cow! I would. There'd be sneezing and eyes watering and all this craziness, nah. dude. 
Dude, that vib- I've tried it before. You put the vibrator right up there. By the oh way, boy. that there is a picture of the vibrator right I up against saw my that. nose. Yeah, so the Jenny I would Kush use a show. razor instead of a vibrator to Sex shave your nose radio. Hair. Sex pot. Yeah, rest in peace. That's another situation that we'll talk about here. Uh, I don't know when we'll get into it. We're t- we're jumping around a lot more than yeah. I really wanted we to. The story's off, going. We got tracked on Zambonis and Tange, but we can go back to, but you know. But, yeah, Jenny. Uh, Did everyone call you Josh Gramboni or? Many people did. Did you just come up with that? Because many, many, Josh many people Gramboni. did. Gramboni. Oh, that's why I asked. Mm-hmm. And I was down with it. That's not a bad nickname. No, it's all right. It's all right. Tim uh, Sharton. That would not be a good oh, any rhyme. Fartin' Martin. Yeah, Fartin' Fart, Martin. Fartin' Martin. No, Fartin' Martin, the obvious. <laughs> My dad always used to say that. Crack me up whenever, too. <laughs> Dave, no middle name, Martin. <laughs> exactly. That is annoying. Where was I going with everything? We had left off. You had said something, and then I had said something, and then Josh said you something. You said something about Jenny Cush. Did you want to? Well, we can go into that here okay. in a little. Obviously, that's what I was going to say with that. Because that was right during. That was part I know. of it. Yeah, that yeah was, that's that was in part. the middle of everything. Yeah, that tied into. Get to everything. that one. Then you get to that. All right, we'll get to that when I get to that because that will, and it already is, is just absolutely tugs my heartstrings. I mean, it's. There's nothing that really makes me tear up. There's nothing that really makes me cry too much anymore other than uh, uh, acid. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> things like that, you know. Oh boy. Uh, but that's it. That, that subject right there is one that just drives a spear right through me. And the only really – what makes me feel a little bit better about this situation – here's the deal. Jenny really – Jenny Cush, Sex Pot Radio, and, and probably friends of – Everybody out there had made some serious, serious attempts during this whole time where I was crashing and burning. My grandma was passing away. I was living with my grandparents. I was taken to a, what is it, a 37-hour hold? What is it? It's a three-day hold. Uh, because of custody, because of comments made on Facebook. Yeah, crazy. Oh, I forgot about that's that. something that nobody is. I, you, but you knew about it, but you nobody else knew about me being detained and me being taken away in handcuffs and wow. put in the hospital on a hold. And, and I was one of your Facebook followers at that time. I had no clue. Yeah, like you can't talk deep. about going after the police and going. I had lost at that point in time. I I think I remember this, this this era. I think I, I was I, I was remember. I had had a obviously a ton of alcohol. I don't know how many days, probably gone constant drunk, uh, pills included with that, just blacking out stories that didn't make sense, things that didn't make sense, brings that were made up, attacking other people, <laughs> attacking myself, yeah, uh, attacking the police. Exactly how it was for months, and for probably even longer than that, man. That's some people bailed out and were like, I mean, there people. Made, whoops. Uh, that does cut out like that sometimes, doesn't it? That's the the fecal mites getting in there. <laughs> That's what we were talking about was the fecal mites. <laughs> well, we had finished that. Yeah, anyway, we can drop <laughs> so uh, Jenny had come over and tried to be the voice uh, of reason. The voice of reason, a good friend, had an intervention. I remember this one specific time where she came over and literally dragged me out of my grandparents' house and took me up to Chick-fil-A. And it was just explaining to me how ridiculous I was being and how much people had cared. And it it's a very specific moment that sticks out to me. So there's so many people that I can tell stories like that about and that I wronged and I hurt and, and did this and did that too. And we'll probably get into those and, and or at least 
you know, it's I'm open to anybody to talk to anybody about anything, you know. Of One of the things is that, you know, to reach out to the people that you harmed, reach out to the people and try and make amends. And I think I've for the most part tried to do that, but there's a certain situation to where you just have to let it go. Yeah. And if there's harboring anger from the other side and there's no way for you to really fix it, there's nothing you can do and you really have to hope and pray for that other person to forgive that's and forget and let go. That's on Dredge's list, number 10. Sometimes you just have to wash your hands and walk away. Yes, and it's a very, very hard and difficult situation to have to deal with, especially when you don't remember shit that happens, when there's things that people say that you don't think necessarily happened like they happened, but they think they did, and there's no reason to sit and argue with them about it happening other any other way because it's going to cause more damage. It's the damage that continues on. That, that y- y- At some point, you just have to stop. Mm-hmm. You just have to stop, rethink things. Uh, I think when I was going through the steps, and we're talking about the AA 12-step program here, I got into a class and a situation to where it wasn't super biblical. It wasn't super god and this and that it was a situation to where it was you created your own mm-hmm. your own higher power whatever it was could be the furnace against the wall it could be that picture it could I've always be heard that is that do they do they are not they down every, with that if, not everyone like i want to worship the furnace over there is the guy like roger that let's i mean they try and get you to the point to where it's or is it like realistic. oh the furnace is good but jesus is lord that is a very that it that's in most uh, most places you'll go and mm. that's a frustrating thing about I can't imagine AA how many people don't go get help because they don't want to have to deal with all that muckety muck about AA and other programs is that you have to sometimes search you have to sometimes go through multiple people you have to go through multiple situations multiple programs multiple spots I mean it's huge uh, Scott Taylor Scuba Steve I I owe I owe my life to a few people, but Scuba Steve helped me get to these classes when I first didn't have a car. I was homeless at the time. I mean, literally literally have been homeless and Mm. on the streets and behind dumpsters. And it's it it sucks. It it, it sucks. And it's hard to just hear and think to to, to think back about. What were you doing behind a dumpster? Taking a leak or something? Sleeping. Oh. I remember this one time I was laying behind a dumpster and Where, drunk Denver? as hell. Yeah, in Denver. And it was starting to get cold. It was starting to rain. And all of a sudden, this blanket came flying over the top of the dumpster. And my mind was like, there's no way that this person was throwing something out or something. It was just somebody from one of the apartments up above or something that had tossed a blanket out. At that point in time, man, all I really had was the hemp hoodlum coat, the JDR hoodlum. <coughs> Custom. Someone awesome. saw you laying there dying and was like, well, let me throw him over. And I wasn't dying, but it was for sure some, but something that somebody was probably being compassionate the about. inside you were dying. And I got picked up by the police a few hours after that for laying there. Somebody had probably seen the person help me out. You can't be homeless in Denver and be sleeping and laying down. And so they took me, set me in a cell for a couple hours. And release me. No, no blood alcohol level. No 
breathing in anything. No charges, no ticket, nothing. Just picked up, taken, and then let go. They just want to show they're doing their job, but they don't want to rough you up too much. Yeah, they it understand. was it was a it was a civil complaint. I have friends from somebody back home that went on to become cops and dealing with the homeless people out there. They, you got to have a lot of compassion, especially when a dude you don't know. This guy, he's not a homeless person. He's a guy fucked up some shit, fucked up some stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, the, usually the people, the cops in, in any given area get to know of course. the homeless people, yeah. you know. And Denver is kind of difficult because there are so many homeless people here. Yeah, we it's ended up down by the Denver Mission sad. the other day over that open-air heroin market that they got over there. I was kind of taken aback. I remember seeing that on uh, Rocky Mountain High, like whatever that shit was where they're doing drug things on the Discovery Channel. I remember that. Yeah, and like showcase that, and I find myself typed out, I was trying to go to Grassroots, and I typed in the wrong address, left the zero out, end up right in front of the Denver Mission. Oh, yeah, you're right down the hey, street. Hey, guys, I, I got $50 for a hat. What, um... I forgot where I was going to go with everything. Anyway, now you got me thinking about my damn nose. <laughs> and itching my nose every two seconds. We left off at the uh, Chick Fil A. Doesn't take long for those mics to jump across. He left off at Chick Fil A with Jenny Kush. I mean, I know they're like super minuscule too. They like they could probably get in my beard and and they my are stash. in your beard. <laughs> you gonna get in your dog? <laughs> oh yeah, we didn't mention Molly is here too. Molly's in studio. She's adorable. Molly, my uh, my my puppy. She's my foot pillow right now. She's kind of just chilling well, on her yeah. pillow. Sleepy my puppy. foot is her pillow. Yeah. Oh, she moved. Yes. She's but being super chill. Dude, that chair needs some WD-40. I don't think you can hear it on the show. You can, can hear it. It's freaking. Can you guys hear it? I always thought it was like an Adam Dunn staple. Like every time I listen to it. Stop, 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 some, stop. Some bike lube. No, I can't. It's just going to be. I know, but just don't do it like back and forth like that. Okay. You sound like a spring bed. I'm pretty sure only you can hear it. Let's get it. There's people fucking upstairs. The, uh, you can't hear that little cutout. Only we can hear that. All right, whatever. Okay. It's only happened twice. It's like when you give someone in your car to borrow. You're like, if you hear that noise, don't worry about it. You'll be fine. <laughs> but that light comes on, pull over. You're <laughs> fucked. Um, anyway, that's where I'm going to leave off with this, that story with Jenny. I okay. mean, we can go into longer and bigger details with that, but whatever. So... <laughs> 50 minutes and we've jumped around way too much. Chris Barkowitz is going to be here in just a few, probably. We'll sit down. We'll talk with him. we still got a couple of hours left here on the John Doe Radio Show. Still haven't gotten into what Bike's been up to here for the past couple of years. Uh, you've heard him, obviously, on the Adam Dunn Show for a while now. And, dude, uh, well, you're, one of, you're probably my favorite guy on the radio besides Adam. Nice. And nothing against Mitch, because Mitch is up there, too, because Mitch is just such a smart but dude. Yes. For the record, I love you, Mitch. You're the man. Mitch Shanasa. Shanasa. So, uh, uh, but this is, you know, I already kissed your ass the other night quite enough. <laughs> we'll get into that, too, because uh, that's a very interesting, crazy story. I'm not sure when we'll get into that. We might get into that, because I was going to try and talk about connections and the dead. Oh, Bargowitz is here. Nice. I was just talking about Big you, dude. Bart. Uh, so we'll, we're going to talk about the connections and what the dead meant to some people. The other night I took a trip. I mean, it, it, it was just something. That <laughs> Are we going to get into that trip? Well, hopefully here. Okay. You great. can sit over there, dude. All right. I think the uh, kid said that Adam's mic's dead. Is that mic dead? I think so. So that one's he's got to use that one? Yeah, I Hold think on. so. Oh, yeah, you can use that one. Fantastic. You can use that one. I want to get a little bit more focused because I want the story to go along quicker because this is not at all coming out like it wanted it to necessarily. Ah. It's all right. It doesn't matter. 
It's like a big old constipated dump if when you haven't taken a dump for a while. It's never going to come out nice. Are people enjoying in the chat room? Are they having fun? Lots of shit going back and forth? Uh, they're all trolling you, Tim. I'm just not <laughs> conveying. You know? I know, that's okay. It's fine, it's fine. Uh, so, I had, and like I said, called my dad. Talked to my dad about uh, being an alcoholic. I was like, dude, I think I'm an alcoholic. And he's like, you're not an alcoholic. And I, I, Did you know, you were sleeping behind a dumpster. Then? Not that was. This was not at that point in time. Let's go back to back at the the house that I had, and was still growing at this point in time. Was still doing pretty decently. The uh, the conversation that I had, I think, offended him quite heavily because I think I had insinuated that he was, you know, this he should know he was, I don't know, you know, like, like kind of, his fault. You should know that because you are drunk, Dad. I learned it from you. (laughs) Oh, and by the way, dude, I... No one got it worse than my mom and dad during this whole fucking period of time. No one. Of course. No one. And we're talking... the people you're closest to, because they'll always come back in. You're talking the shittiest you could possibly be to someone, period, end of story, much less have them be your dad or your mom. I mean, anger and frustration and everything. You just... Dread was a close, and Derek were pretty close into that situation too. And uh, Bike, I came into the end of that. Bike was pretty quick, and like Bike was like I was kind of like samurai swordish, which is the wrong analogy to probably use with the, how uh, I was at that point in time. But I think it was more of a slice uh, quick than it was for anybody else. But I don't know. I mean, you could think of it that maybe as a different way. I don't know what you mean. The uh. Our falling out was, l- was didn't we had known each on. other for less time than I had known some other people, and it was quicker than what. Okay, but maybe it wasn't. It, it, the, the whole thing happened fast. It came in. It came in fast. I met you fast. I think there was a frustration that you Started. had on the show for quite a while, and we're sticking with it, and we're, we're you know just trying to invest time in, into this situation, and ultimately, you know, I blew it up. Oh yeah, it was your fault for sure. One hundred percent, it was my fault. I won't, I won't say I wasn't didn't feed the fire at all, but uh, I remember specifically telling you and Melanie that uh, I would never. Mel, well, I remember Melanie saying, which is your lovely better half. It's okay if yeah, I mention sure. her, right? Okay. Um, at one point in time, she had just was going off on me because she's defending you. I was being a dipshit, and I think I had a. There were a lot her. of people telling me, "Get the fuck away from that guy. He is a dipshit." And she was one of them at the time. She yeah. obviously was pretty pissed at me, and I think I had attacked her, which I apologize hugely. Yeah. That's yeah. just re- we've gone through that. Um, and she told me, "You're going to regret this." <laughs> One of the only people that has ever told me, which you told me that anytime, stuck in your head, yeah. Anytime somebody's ever told me that I re- regret this, what's up, my man? <laughs> I haven't seen this dude in a long time. Uh, so, I she told me you're going to regret this, and immediately after this whole shit started to come together for me, I was like, "Fuck, she was right." <laughs> I don't like ever. I can't saying, believe more people didn't tell you you were going to regret your. No, I'm sure they probably did. You just don't but remember. there's specific moments where we were like huge conversations and, and just falling out and blah 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 blah, and that's one of them where it was like I had probably known at the time that it was shitty and I was being shitty mm-hmm. and was out of control, 
and she had explained to me this and told me that I was going to regret this. It, it just was. It was one of those just the those spikes again, like I said. Damn Mrs. Bike calling it like it is. And then she called me. Go <laughs> oh, this is a di- this is a different story. This is th- Vinny was there. V- yeah, Vinny was there the day of the falling out. What is this, Uncle Chuck's water? Which I is it tastes re- really good. What is it? Just well water, filtered water. Very nice, delicious water, sir. All right. Chris, how are you doing? I'm Good, brother. How are you? Good. We're uh, just going through stories here, and the hell it's kind of jumping around. And yeah, we hear you exactly. have some good stories to tell. Oh, I got a We're gonna. We'll get into yours. How long can? You, are you here? You're whatever here you till whatever. Yeah. Okay. I'm honored. Thank you, dude. No, I'm honored. I mean, it was. There's a few people that I wanted to have here on this first show. And we used to talk about you when you were still incarcerated on JDR a lot. In talking about Man, this happening, but my shit had—I feel horrible for not. I I wanted to help Chris out more and do more for Chris, but dude, I was unable to do anything. Yeah, I missed I missed the meltdown. But uh, again, sometimes we don't know what we do in yeah. our, our long term uh, reach and with our actions. Talking to this part of the mic and, and to you the closer part, you can spin it. I'm glad you're the mic Nazi now. Is that better? That's yes, my sir. first rule that I said to myself when I came back in here was I'm really not going to try and pay attention. The production will be there. Don't worry about that too much. And I'm worrying about the, the progress that we're going. So whatever. First day back, man. Jitters. Yeah. It's, it's like when I first got on the Yeah, when I first got on the I bet. Verbal diarrhea. I'm good. I'm good. I got to. Yeah. Salute, Vinny. It's kind of crazy. I missed the whole blow up. You know, I did John Doe Radio, and actually at your house is when I got the, the call. phone call, yeah. I about, yeah, I was going to mention that yesterday to you. That I was like, do you remember you were sitting in the blue chair, man, uh, over on the Logan house, yep. over off of Logan in Mississippi. We had just f- maybe finished the show or we yeah. had to pause it, and you got a phone call from your lawyer that said, hey, uh, we've got court tomorrow. You're, uh, yeah, you're not going to go die in prison, hopefully. Y- yeah, you and that you didn't know right at that point in time that you were going to go. You were no. just had this emergency court hearing that had come up. And the next day, two days, I find out that. Bye bye. Yeah, you just immediately <laughs> were gone after the court hearing. Uh, it was one of the most shocking things at that point in time. In not with just me, but with the whole community, man. You and what I was going to go into at the beginning, and where I jumped around and blah 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 about uh, was that you taught a lot of people a lesson <laughs> inadvertently <laughs> you know that taught yeah uh, nobody went on media professor barkowitz <laughs> nobody went on the media nobody went on the news for a very long time afterwards and still to this day really doesn't you really happen gotta, you really got to hear because chris told me and i'll never forget and i'll let you tell the story the beginning of the story what preluded the reason why he preluded called nine news you know, the, this, you know I'm I do about, know right? that yeah. part, though. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Was it Chad Nance? Chad Nance from Skunk Magazine. Had, yeah. well, you know, hold that right there. We'll get into this. That's not even that. the part I'm talking about. No, no product or company plugging? Whoops. No, we can. That's <laughs> oh, okay. fine. That's fine. I just no, want well, to I have a, I have a long magazine. list. Uh, uh, let me uh, give some shot. No, I'm kidding. I, fin- I just want to 
finish this. I want to get all this shiz out of the way and everything that I needed to regurgitate and puke out and explain and talk about. I want. I just wanted to get that out. I just want to talk about it. Finish up the story and. It's therapy for, you know, for me, definitely it is. And possibly for other people listening or people, you know, that I would like people to feel better about who I am. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I don't care if you necessarily like me or not. There's examples that I could possibly teach to people in both good and bad. I'm not trying to have a big head. I'm not trying to pump myself up here. The good comes from the bad. I think bike and dread are two of the most. Uh, uh, I don't stoned. I don't know. Cabinist motherfuckers. It's 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 hard to explain. Tall people. I I think the the positivity, the amount of work that dread specifically has put in. Dread came from out east. And your show. As far as you could. Well, yeah. I, I mean, he came because he wanted an opportunity. He wanted. He Denver wanted to change. Denver. He he needed this, and he made it happen. He made a decision, made it happen, came out here. Everybody goes through rough times, and I'm not going to sit here and, and start to even think that I know what Bike goes through or what Dread goes through or what Josh goes through or what you went through. I, all of our experiences are our own experiences, and I don't know your struggle, but I can see on the outside what people do, what people accomplish, and how people can be an inspiration, and how people can drive other people. And to me, you know, it, it, like when it comes down to bike and dread, and I have other people too that are like that, but those people have stuck out in my life and been supportive. You know, Vinny's been there for me sitting over here. You know, uh, Adam, Mitch. Cece, everybody, you know, I literally went through the gamut of everybody and knocked them down. And to be sitting here, to be talking with you, to be next to Bike, to me, is is just nothing short to of absolutely To see Tim and Bike back amazing. together, it truly is a JDR, I'm telling you. So my dad had told me, no, you're not an alcoholic, blah, 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 blah. I started drinking just more and more and more. You're like, okay. Yeah, I'll prove I'll you just, I'm just going to drink some more of that. Yeah. I'll it, get there. Started being a huge hermit. Huge, huge Part hermit. parcel of it. Didn't go out ever. Because you were afraid of bumping into people you pissed off. Well, I mean, it wasn't even that at that point in time. It was just that I didn't want to be around anybody, you know? Uh-huh. I just, I just, I don't know. It's just all, That's always been kind of a thing that I've tried to overcome and get past, is kind of being more social and getting out more and just doing things. Just deciding to say, hey, I'm going to go do this. Where things really started to take a crap and shit out for me was when I stopped growing. There was so you were, much... You've always butthurt about not stop growing. Yeah, it was... You've butthurt about the felony and about not being able to grow anymore. That was a big issue for you you were stuck on. Yes. And you went back to it. That felony is harsh business. No, yeah, not talking shit yeah, about that's it. That's why... That's, that's not Pointing cool. out the things that really stuck out, that's all. That the hurts s- me for you. The stress of... Growing at that point in time and see the crazy thing was I grew the whole time that I was with Luann and Lasan and I didn't talk everybody listened to JDR before you have no clue who Luann and Lasan were no. it was never something that I talked oh. about never I protected it was to protect the kid protect that kid dude changed my life Cha- did change my life so it was a huge thing when they left that was the beginning of everything uh, really, my felony was in not getting over it, but 
uh, that probably cost me my relationship, probably cost me my house, cost me a lot of things. <coughs> but um, I had stopped, I stopped growing, just completely stopped because it was such a stressful situation. I didn't want to deal with it anymore. I thought I could do something else, and then I did nothing else. I didn't do shit. Nothing. At all. Period. End of story. So, left the house and ended up staying with my grandparents for the longest time. Am I skipping something here? Because there's a certain point where... You were at your grand- grandfather's uh, when I met you. When did I go to... <clears throat> when was I at Warren's? That was... Uh, I was out. You were out? Because Warren called me one night. Really? And then I called you. And that really? Was many evening calls that we had. Really? Yeah, I was still in the halfway house. I didn't know that. He was just talking about not remembering remember a lot of stuff. Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I know Vinny picked me up multiple times. Vinny, that, that day we're talking about at the very end, the blow up of everything, where yeah. shit just. When you thought you turned off the, the video, the camera? I don't know if that was that day. Do you remember that? That day? was the next day? The next day. The next day. Uh,. Maybe there was just a few days of just crashing. It was. It was bad. Towards the end, every, everyone was hitting me up saying, you gotta, you got to turn it on. So here... It was like a train wreck. He, so I lost a place, ended up staying with my grandparents. I'm not exactly sure the timeline, but there's a specific... Uh, I started blowing glass. There, let's, let's go to that point because... That was the third butthurt thing you were always caught oh, up on. Oh, yeah. I started blowing glass, and... Had some amazing people that showed me how to do it. You were there, right? You were with. Were you? Was that you during? weren't blowing glass when I when I was here? I mean, when I was there. Was that after or before? Before. It was before. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm. I'm. See, this is helping me out, dude. When you when you had to blow up with Josh Caliber at the shop. I, I mean, that's right around the time I was and getting I've, there. And I've gone through this stuff, but I've uh, my memory is not the greatest and. Living specific events that. I've only thought of when I when I've gone through I've tried to make my amends and go through stuff it was rather than specific events when I'm talking with my sponsor he's talking about specific people rather than because you can't remember and it really hurts you to remember it could do more damage some people may be able to and it may be part of their process but it wasn't part of mine so here we are and uh, I started blowing glass amazing people around me to teach me how to do it and I had figured out how to move up in the company, got a spot on the lathe. This is where it probably really started to fall apart for me. Was And this is not knocking anybody at, at, at any glass shop or anything else. But sometimes when you get in a glass shop, there is a lot of drugs and a lot of alcohol. It really surprises me how many glass artists are a drink and don't smoke. Yeah, that is surprising. That does surprise me, and and it's not it, it's not like a situation, a, a, an epidemic. I, I don't surpri- know. I was surprised how many w- wear female underwear when you told me that. That is funny too. Wow, that well, is funny. There's more than one. True. There's more than one. That was uh, Local, locally, I guess. That was well known. Say these legends. That have been Don K at the time was. <laughs> I don't know. N- number one, the dude is an amazing. Amazing uh, uh, lathe First artist. First and foremost, if good at what he does, if he, he and he had a serious drinking problem. So anyway, they had taught me all this stuff. Uh, classical creations, which if you guys check that dude out, Nick, 
taught me most everything that I know. Josh Caliber t- taught me most everything that I know. And then Donk had taught me a lot of uh, uh, techniques and stuff that fixed up. Did Respect, Donk. Tighten the game a little bit. Uh, so I started a shift. And at this point in time, just to be part of the crew, I was like, fuck it. Let's drink. Let's whatever. There's a machine that can rip you in half right in front of you. <laughs> we There's might as well be drunk. Thousand, there's torches all around you. There's glass. There's just everything. Yeah, you must have been nervous. Just have a drink and relax. Yeah. Everything around you, they could kill you, dude. And so... You were never a drinker before that? No, well, I was yeah, drinking was before that. I was. But I, I mean, was. But this is where, like... It went from recreational to what the fuck? Abusive. Dude, here's the deal. I got on a, a lathe shift that started in, in the morning, like early in the morning. And by this time, I was already really heavy into tequila after work so screw it at first went to the lathe got done with the lathe it's really ramped up at swagger as far as drinking but got to the lathe went home on the way home right off the bus would stop at the liquor store and go home yeah and this is like what this is like noon (laughs) one o'clock thank you very much kid over here just hanging out with us does it sound great? Okay, do, I gotta give kid not necessarily the contents. But yeah, <laughs> the producer of Adam Dunn Show, Emmy Award winner, or wait, is it Emmy? Yeah, it's Emmy. Emmy Award winner, motorcycle gang member. He helped us set up this today, and I was extremely nervous. It's one of the most nerve wracking things that you can do is be involved in the first show and hooking up brand new things. <laughs> and the dude just killed it right away. Respect so to Ryan, you. the kid. I know I give you any shit before, but it's it's all part of the character. I really do enjoy it. Peace out, buddy. So I got home and was completely hammered, and it started becoming an issue where I was drunk all the time. Your grandfather wasn't having it. No, he was, yeah. There was many, many, many bad times, and what I put my grandparents through is just horrendous. And in the middle of all this, my grandma passed away. Mm-hmm. And placing another, another rock of depression on your back. It was horrible because it was in this part. Actually, I forgot to mention that this is the other part that really does kill me when I get a bit like, just start bawling my eyes out because my grandma was my favorite person in the entire world. I was probably one of her favorite people in the entire world. Super special grandkid. Mm-hmm. She had gone up to the mountains. Uh, one of the firstborn grandkids, well, not the firstborn grandkids, but one of them, gone up to the mountains. I was living in Kremlin, Colorado. It's about four hours away from here. Uh, maybe not that far, but it's up in the middle of the mountains. And both my parents worked, so my grandma would come up and stay on the weekends. We'd have ice cream socials. We'd have just this amazing fun time. She would tell me these awesome stories about us just bonding. And she'd always taken care of me. Always, always. Me and my mom had... Falling out from the day I left high school I moved out the very next day And we didn't talk for 10 plus years Me and my mom And during that time I mean it it was like me and my grandma And grandpa That that was my mom at the time I treated my grandma like my mom I probably abused my relationship with my grandma Because she was so kind Because I was so unwilling to help myself Through such a long period of time And unwilling to help myself includes Even before I started even drinking Mm. And not being driven Not 
not wanting to take care of an adult situation in life. You know, I decided the day after high school that I was going to move out, that I was going to become adult, that I didn't need to stay at my parents anymore. That's when a situation, uh, when you go through that as a person, you have to take that responsibility. That's how people end up in the streets. That's how people end up in, in, in dives quite a bit. And, and I say that like it's an easy thing to do. For some people, it may be. For, for other people, it's not. It's not an easy thing to do. You know, like the other night when I was going through my whole blast off, you know, it was one thing that, it, that really started to hit me was that we're all going in the same direction. We're all experiencing the same flow of energy, the same whatever it is in this galaxy. And for some reason, there's some things that get inside your head and the windows and the, the shaded glasses that come over your eyes throughout your experiences in life and the things that you've been through that cause you to flip a bitch and a U-turn and go against the flow of everything. Go against the flow of the galaxy. Go against the flow of the light. Go against the flow of the energy. Whatever you want to say, it is. Swimming against that stream is one of the most frustrating things to do in life. And I don't think you can be happy while you're trying to swim through that stream unless you know where you're driven, what you're doing, where you're going to end up, and know that you're making progress. But I don't think that's necessarily swimming back upstream. That's that's being positive. That's that's going through the things that you need to go through. So anyway, um, got worse and worse and worse and worse at Swagger. And my grand, when my grandma passed away, I absolutely lost it. And I was at one of the worst. It was peaking at this point in time. Pills, everything else. I mean, was a horrible human being at this point in time. I had to be having conversations with people in the other room, on the phone, screaming. My grandma is bedbound. She hears me at night, gets mm-hmm. freaked out, you know, was wondering what's going on, you know, and she's not necessarily all there anymore. Horrible. Just a horrible she's person. She's not hip to what you're, she you're was, not like. She had known. Her, oh, she is hip She to was kind of know, knowing at this point in time. I hit it really well. But her and my grandpa were pretty understandable of the situation after a certain point in time because you could not hide it and I was starting to drink all my grandpa's liquor every last bit of it were you drinking Lysol at any point? no I think there is a point in time I did try because you get addicted and you gotta have it your body other, is when you're taking you, other people's stash oh for sure. for sure that's, that's a sign you get sick if, you, if, you, if you're not drinking and <laughs> so there's like mouthwash that has alcohol in it I don't know did what else maybe had though? alcohol in it there's probably even times I considered Rubbing alcohol, vanilla extract, does it? Real, real stuff. Yeah. Good thing that the <laughs> powdered alcohol wasn't around at the time. Oh, good lord! Yeah, Tim would be doing rails all day long, dude. Can like, you do rails yeah, with I was that shit? Say, yeah. Does that actually work? Suppository. I can see people blowing it up their asses that's, like that's cocaine. Trick. <laughs> What's that? Oh, dude, I was stealing six packs. I was stealing beers. John Ham, when I, oh. I at this point in time, well, once I had kind of this is skipping ahead a little bit, but okay. uh, was st- got kicked out of my grandparents' house. Let's just follow the, the line so we can finish the stories up. Um, Wait, is JDR still going on at this point? When you get kicked out? No. Oh, okay, we got to go back because we missed a point that I would story okay. I want to tell. Because I don't even so, know what I told you. The end. No, let's just go to the end of end go of JDR. It. Like the end, the explosion, everything that happened. I explained to you that. I had done something incredibly stupid, made some phone calls on behalf of uh, investigation, quote-unquote, I think is what it was, that uh, somebody had possibly told me 
somebody had told me some private information and I remember this, me yes. being drunk and stupid and ridiculous. Um, I was like, oh, I'm going to handle it my way. I completely blew through the gate. <laughs> anyway, wait. <laughs> that um, that was probably the very end of everything, and that was. Uh, I remember the alcohol that I had. It was some weird fireball shit and big Bush. tall bottle. Vinny shit. Vinny's like, yep. Vinny came and picked. I th- did I take? You would come and pick me up from George's house at one point in time because I was absolutely drunk and I was being a douchebag in front of Gavin and Georgia. Maybe. Maybe there's some shit I don't remember, dude. I can't. Apparently s- there is, because there is yeah. definitely some animosity towards you coming from that party, which I can completely understand. Yeah, Warren has made no bones. <laughs> I don't know Warren, but I've seen his Facebook posts, and yeah. he still got a little. I didn't even static. necessarily want to bring up his name or anything because I don't. I'm not trying to instigate. I've. Right. I'm trying Respect to reach to Warren out. Edson. Great I'm guy. trying to reach out. What tells me is that how much I. Sparked up a relationship that was very, very important and very, yeah. very good. How much somebody had respected me and given me a chance. I lived with Warren in Georgia for a long time. For a long time. They put up with my shit for a very long time. Helped me for an extremely long time. Lent me money for an extremely long time. I still owe them money. I still would like to have a conversation. I still would like to talk and make amends. But in some situations, that's probably not something that's going to happen. Ooh, I don't know. The old adage. Yeah, the old yeah. adage, time heals all wounds. Yeah, never say never. We'll yeah. see. We'll see what It's happens. about, like, authenticity, you know? If he feels that you're being authentic and wanting to make amends and everything, I mean, it's only a matter of time. I mean, it's such a... I there's, hope so. There's time. situations where... What's that? Two and you? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, the way that... And maybe, hey. you know, and maybe, and hey, man, I mean, I hate to be the Debbie Downer, but maybe not, man, you know. Maybe. Sure, yeah. Maybe. yeah. I think and I've accepted that. And I've accepted that with, with multiple people. I mean, I don't, Derek doesn't, Derek doesn't invite me around, doesn't really necessarily, uh, well, hasn't reached out and, and whatever. You know, I've apologized. I've tried to make him, it's just some people maybe like, you I'm can't cool. come back, yeah. man. You can't come back. What bugs me is that if you still are so angry about what I did, mm-hmm. and if I can't fix that, that sucks. Sometimes that really being sucks. present yeah, with I, someone. I the feeling of thinking that you put this uh, anger into someone that they still live with. Yeah. And what was that? Introducing <laughs> that HBO Now. Our new sponsor, HBO <laughs> Like now. I said, I'm going to do plugs all day. <laughs> that would be... <laughs> he wasn't lying. That would be dope, dude. Game of Thrones, we could get the Khaleesi in here. Oh, good lord. She doesn't get naked anymore, though. She doesn't? No. That no. was the whole show. Well... As far as I haven't seen, I'm midway through the third season. Dragons and titties. Yeah, that's what that show is. That's why I love it. I'm midway through the third season on that, so I haven't seen more. But from Howard Stern, what he talks about, he's your favorite characters all die. Tim. He thinks that probably. (laughs) I already. They already. Everybody already farted it up with. I don't want to blow it for anybody. Spoiler alert! Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there's there's at the very end of the season that gets so many people spoiled that. And I'm like, I'm messaging my friends I'm because like, they're apologizing, and then and they apologize, and then two hours later, somebody else is like, what the hell? And then they apologize, and I'm like, I messaged this one chick, and I was like, why don't you just take the post down? No. During, well, then you're really not sorry. During the last season of Breaking Bad, I just banished Facebook. This, oh, is, this is a thing that's on you if you're taking your game seriously. You could not... If you weren't watching Breaking Bad, that's your own fucking problem. Because <laughs> that real. show was This was one incredible. of the first things Tim and I ever bonded on over the internet. One day, I was listening to John Doe Radio. One day, Tim Martin comments, fucking Breaking Bad, son. 
<laughs> I, prob- might, I might be That was probably the exact comment. It really probably was. <laughs> That's deep. So. <laughs> Magnets, bitch. Man, it's it, it's difficult to go through all this because it really, I'm sorry, I remember some things and. and well, it's good to get it up. There's the first a huge episode. weight that get does. Get it up, get it out. There's a huge weight that kind of, that hits me. And I realized, wow, that, that, uh, again, I realized, wow, in a lot of things. So there's an instance where the front door was broken over there at iCannabis Radio after it had started to close. I had, like, kicked the foot back to try and stop it. I don't know exactly what I remember that. Door broke. I'm lucky I didn't cut off my leg with that. Very forgiving people in my life. What was the straw that broke my back at John Doe Radio? And... Is that what you said? What was the straw that uh, broke your back? No, this is just a story that uh, this is just. I just remember, you know, when like when you get a revelation in life and you, and you are literally like, wah, 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 and you can't really even talk for thirty seconds. A psychedelic. Uh, when when you moment. sent me into your office one day to get two T-shirts out of the box that Adam Hand had made a bunch of shirts for us, uh, and I reached into the box and the box went chingling and ding. And I mo- yeah. started pulling out bottle after bottle of Red Devil or whatever the hell the Spitfire shit is. Of uh, Fireball. Fireball, thank you. Like dozens and dozens of little tiny bottles to big bottles. I'm like, this is this is this is nine months worth. This is what this has been going on. Holy fucking shit! It probably wasn't He's nine worth. He's been lying was, to me. It was probably to my like face two weeks. every day when I say you're not drinking, right? You're not drinking, right? Because there was a point where you were like, I'm going to stop, and you did because I could tell you started going crazy. <laughs> when you stopped drinking for a minute, and then it was, I think that was probably bad because you stopped, you stopped, you stopped, and then all of a sudden the floodgates opened and you went to town. And I was like, "There's just so many situations that I allowed myself to fall into." So float into. There were so many times where I could have on the river booze, and it seems like I made a very quick comeback and immediately was like, "Ah, cold turkey, boom, boom, boom from there." But now that I say you think about it, back. It was a lot more difficult times than I could have quit, and this is not something that I'm necessarily realizing right now. I'm just trying to regurgitate the feelings that I've had and, and time wanted to so talk fast. about and wanted to talk about for so long. You know, that's that's really the big thing is that I've wanted to have a show again. I wanted to get this off my chest. Wanted to get on to some other stuff. Wanted to create a brand new product. Wanted to entertain people again. That's my favorite. This is my favorite thing to do in the entire world and if it's not obvious then that's ridiculous put on the makeup and the clown shoes and get up there and yeah and it's yeah so is this like a transplant then what do you mean you got a liver transplant is that how you survive your drinking no i thankfully ever i that's the crazy thing dude is through all the pills and all the alcohol and everything that i did there was a period where I think I did Molly like five days, six days, seven days in a row. What you Ooh, thought was Molly boy. probably bought bath salts. <laughs> probably bath salts. No, it was pretty because it's from stuff. people that, that it was from people that were it, it was reputable good. Molly dealers. It may have <laughs> <laughs> it may have been crossed with. They had their lab tested Molly. Steep Hill. It may have been crossed. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't. Know. I don't know about that one. Uh, it may have. It may have been like meth and Molly. I don't know. Uh, to my knowledge, I've never done meth. That's one thing I know. I've never actually been like holding a pipe up to my face and, and smoking meth. So, as far as I know. Well, then you've done well. But that time that I did that, I can think back. That's one of the lowest moments ever in my entire life. Even 
When you mollied five days in a row? Dude, that was something Waking where... Waking up on that sixth it, day had it, to have been a motherfucker. Dude, it was the most horrible, deepest, darkest hole that I think I have ever possibly been in. And I've been depressed. I've had problems, obviously, been to the end and back. But that shit fucked me up, dude. Like, horribly bad. It drains... Everything. What is the? What's the uh, serotonin? Serotonin. Yeah. It drains every single Bye-bye. last bit of serotonin from you. Yeah. And to yeah, it just destroys all your neurotransmitters. <laughs> you can't even think. And it doesn't. And it's not like that shit comes back immediately. Oh it, no. It doesn't just like build back in a day or two or three. It was a good couple of weeks of really, really hard times, and which contributed even more to drinking because I had to drink during that time because I was. You felt I was like wanting shit. to die. And I think that's around the time that uh, the police came to my uh, grandparents' house. I was messed up, was going off on Facebook. I think I went and got like a 22 shell or something from my grandpa's garage, and like was like I'm like take a picture of it. And, like if the cops come, I'm gonna it's it's on. Wait, you using a picture of a bullet as a threat? Probably like a 22 bullet or something like Just that. Just the picture of. I a know bullet. there was like a, a little bullet in my room because the cops were like after they came and searched the room. They were like, why is there a bullet? And you're like. So the bullet was your like, like your, your tough guy. Fuck you. Object. You can kiss my ass. Like I'm going off on the freaking police here. And they're, they're being super <laughs> shitty to me. Because anytime you kind of threaten the police, they're probably. I don't like that. No, it doesn't don't, end well. Don't do that. Dude, it does not end well at all. I remember this pretty clearly. So they, I had seen out the window kind of a police car pull up so i like walked out of my really room you had ptsd from your did you lock your bullet up i i walked out of the he room swallowed it hold on here let me tell you this like, otherwise i'm gonna forget it <laughs> yeah i'm gonna throw it at you tongue hanging out your mouth so i walked towards the front of the door and i could see the police coming up and they looked through the window and saw me <laughs> i took off back to my room because it's the police i think i was gonna try i don't know what i was doing <laughs> i don't know what the fuck it was doing Hiding under your bed. Probably going to go hide something. There was probably things that needed to be hidden. Yes. So. Dirty magazines. Dirty <laughs> underwear. I don't know. Who delete, knows? Delete your browser history. Who knows? So I ran back to the room. Well, immediately they burst through the door. Of course. As they're wont to do. Dude, immediately. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts. You're threatening them. You're running back somewhere. They, they just don't got know a what the hell you're doing. Boner. Yeah. yeah. Hold on here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Josh is the... Yeah, I'm having trouble keeping my flow going here. You're doing good. You're doing fantastic. You're, you're fa- I'm actually really, really, really stoked, dude, because it's cool. We have another contributor here. We'll sit down with Bike, and we'll go over the show here you talk, I'm going to eat this sandwich. Oh, dude, can you leave half of it? Yeah, I'll leave that half for you. No, that half a half? Yeah. He did buy it. Thank you very much for the food. Enjoy. It is very good. It's sandwich from downstairs, uh, meatloaf. Sandwich melt meatloaf panini. Is that Paul's for? I don't know. Who? No, this is not jerk meatloaf. Okay. No, mm-hmm. it's the cafe downstairs from the Hutch and Spoon, but right downstairs. Nah. I love sandwiches, dude. It's, it's like a little sleeper it. spot that not a lot of people know about. That every time you get the meatloaf sandwich, you go, "This is the best thing I've ever eaten." <laughs> Dang, this is amazing. Um, cops come through the door. Uh, are not kind at all in this situation pretty rough actually uh slammed up against the wall and then to the ground i mean absolutely you said, prob- they, you said that they waterboarded you right 
Yeah, they waterboarded me <laughs> with piss. It's urine boarding. Ambulance showed up, and I was just ape shit at this point in time. I mean, I don't even remember too much about it. I was just ape shit. Threw me in the ambulance and... Safe to say you were clinically butthurt. Took me to Swedish Medical Center, and I was put on a three-day hold. Because alcohol, pills, mindset, all that stupidness. And uh, the second I got to the hospital, I was... The nurses were super, like, wary. You know what I'm saying? They were super... Because the police had called them and told them it was an agitator or whatever. But yeah. it was kind of like, I think, a f- switch flipped. And I was nice, very nice to them. I'm pretty positive that was the situation. I've seen bipolar people before. I was remembering that... Uh, in the, in the I don't know if it's bipolar. Don't don't put me in that situation of shiz. That descriptive of maybe things. Um, so they had uh, put me in there. I, was, I think I was pretty nice to them. And I was still friends with Warren at this point in time. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, this is, this is when I was still friends with Warren. And they had kept me a couple hours past the three-day because they were trying to send me to a facility mm-hmm. for treatment. The next step. For alcohol treatment. Because you're like, I got to hit the, the liquor store real quick. I'll be right back. Like, there's no way that I, when you're I s- sobered up and when I came down... When I was talking to the lady that I was, the crazy thing is when I was sober, I was probably decently reasonable, you know, most of the time. Who knows, though, because I was at this point probably Uh. withdrawing from shit. So anyway, they tried to take me. I had to say, hey, I'm going to call my lawyer, blah, 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 blah. Release me right away. So there's that. That's another revelation uh, from that whole situation that whole time. So I think we've covered a good portion of, of, of it, and I don't know how much I want to necessarily puke out any more of it. There was a point in time right before I moved to – there is so much more left. Yeah. <laughs> this was yeah, messed up. There is so much more left. I'm trying to get to Chris here. It, it, maybe, we'll get, maybe we'll come back to shit later. Um, there was a point in time where I stayed with a stripper downtown. This is when you were trying to get Life a job Life is at getting the club? better. Yes. <laughs> this oh, is what I had. I remember this too. You were DJing at a strip club, No, right? I had tried to get a job. And that was all her. Like, she didn't even have talked to the people or nothing. It was just like, this dude needs to do fucking something. He needs to get off my freaking couch and do something. At a certain point, I was not allowed in the house if she was not there. Hmm. Because it was a crazy situation. It wasn't necessarily that I was... Stealing anything or whatever is just drinking and being an f- idiot, a, a fark in the couch, man. So <laughs> that uh, that ended up being into this huge explosion of shit and just craziness. Um, and, and then you moved shortly after, right? Yeah, there was a situation with one of the dudes who was staying there. Uh, I had like the, I found out the dude. Her pimp didn't like you. No, it was some other dude. Jake? I found out something about him from one of his oh, yeah. previous charges. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you remember the guy's name? Jake. You don't necessarily have to say it. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, okay, that, that was the name. Part. That was the name. Uh, so it's so weird, man, because like I, I sit on I sit at your house. I do this thing. I don't even know how big it is. And now, just even sitting here, bike was a part of it. Dude. I, I, I kind of knew Warren and and uh, those folks were only because 
Again, he called me and was like, what's up with your boy? Wrangle him in. Dude. Uh, there was a lot of people involved with it. The show started before the industry. <coughs> right. Well, and, and, and that and so it's, again, you know, I had this big, obviously, nexus of, yeah. of, of time loss. So it's, it's just weird to see things and now kind of even yeah. put things. Well, it's just amazing how many people have been involved and I've got to talk to and who have either been friends or not, you know. May have not been a friend with me at all, but I still got to deal with them. Still went to the convention. Still uh, went to hearings with people, you know. I mean, this sh- we started the, the John O'Radio show, what was it? I think it was January 1st, 2007, dude. Holy Which shit. seems like forever ago. That but, was forever ago. But it's really not. In the scheme of, of, of life and everything, yeah, eight years, but in yeah. weed years, it is a lifetime ago. Of course. For six, sure. Six months Several. is a lifetime. I mean, Several. this is... Th- Since John Doe went away, look how much Colorado dude, it is. Look how much the country's changed. Weed legalized. Oregon. Yeah, that is right, isn't it? Many shit's states, been yeah. legal since we. You went off the air, and all of a sudden, weed became legal. Thanks. Yeah, man. Two thousand nine, Jan or July 9th, two thousand nine, or July two thousand nine. There was a hearing at the healthy the health department hearing that they held down at Rary Campus. They were trying to shut down the so five you, caregiver rule, and that's when everything. Well, no, so you, so you couldn't you couldn't um, vend to shops anymore. They're trying to get rid of the backdoor sales. Yeah, that, that, that was the end of that, that was the end of a lot of stuff. Growers. That was 2010. Before that, July they were 1st. yeah. Before that, they were trying to 1254. Is that what that was? 1284. 1284. Damn backpack days, <laughs> dude. For real, backpacks and microscopes. Those were the days. <laughs> no, just local backpacks. <laughs> that was awesome. That you could you could go they were, in. They weren't just local. You'd see oh, yeah, Washington so plates, sure. Oregon plates. You could just go when into a shop and sell them here. weed. You, people from the West Coast found out you could do that. They started coming here. It's like California still just banking all those lucky growers. That's out when there. the shit hit the fan, well, though. And they, yeah, the health department and everybody else lucky. There. But, you know. We get Mickey on to talk about that. Woo. That was amazing because I was. That's when I was living over off of Logan in Mississippi. That's when you know pre Chris's situation, uh, and you could just grow. Take cuts, whatever you wanted to do, and go. And I lived a block away from Broadway, where there were like fifteen shops within a mile. Broadsterdam, oh, Broadsterdam, <laughs> yeah. was crazy, dude. And I, I had moved into this house before all this had happened, and then all of a sudden, I'm like in this perfect situation of awesomeness, close to downtown, close to these dispensaries. I'm growing weed. The weed gets, you know, finished and cut and dried. And I walk a block, sell my shit, walk back home. No problem at all. It was amazing. And it was probably, that's what got a lot of people started with business. It's what got a lot of people money. That's what got a lot of people, obviously, into the industry. Shops open. It's all you had to do was go get a freaking business license and open up a shop. Period. That's all you and had to the do. Community just brings you your their, your product. To sell. And it, dude, it, it, and it really doesn't seem like it was, it wasn't that long ago no. that that was the case. Those were the days. No, I had a bunch of friends come the out Wild here West. to grow for that very reason, and then they pulled the rug out right when they got here. The Wild West days, dude. That's what that was. That, 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 yeah. those, those are definitely memorable days. Yeah. yeah. It, so, where were we at? Um, you were living off of Broadsterdam. So, I... No, no, no. No? Staying with the stripper. Oh, stripper. stripper kicked me out. <laughs> I was absolutely homeless. Nowhere to go. It was starting to be winter at that Strippers point. Strippers will do that. She was a little Did she have a heart up and down. No, a little up and down. Is that the one that like took your dog for a while? Yes. Oh, shit. Wow. 
open up another one. <laughs> Look Holy at his face. cow! You <laughs> didn't remember that one. Holy cow! Is right. Holy shit! Yeah, I do remember that. Now there are just certain things you don't need to remember. <laughs> you just you block know? that one out. Yeah, you're not going to be better you off. Don't need to remember. Dog napping was part of this tale. I did steal some of her acid. Well, that was dog. For I acid. think part of it. Whatever. I don't know. Here's the thing: if you, you become a stash, drug addict I'll and you do not, if you become an alcoholic. You're going to steal alcohol. There's going to be a point in time Unless where you, you can't... have a jog, if there's a functioning alcoholic. That doesn't happen for too long. I don't know. Uh, there's know. a certain point. Yeah, I know a few. Yeah, that's all they know. Well, that's very rare, and that's mm, scary. It's practice. Don't try to make yourself feel better. Yeah, no. I'm not trying to make myself <laughs> feel better. The majority of the people that I've met that have had problems in the past have... That's one thing. They're like, I'm... I think you're seeing the small side of it, because, again... It, how many millions of people drink? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't want to put anybody in, no, no. like what I was talking about at the beginning of the show with, like, yeah, I'm sure there's probably a lot more people that are alcoholics than will admit it, you know, and uh, guaranteed. And there's some people that, you know, that drink maybe a six-pack a night that could be possibly alcoholics. Oh, yeah. Probably alcoholics by definition, <clears throat> uh, but aren't, you know. like they, It's acceptable. They can...